I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Lock you down, baby. You know that you owe me. Mac like Goldie, it's the same story. Let you hold something. You're spending it right. Know where you're going by the end of the night. Make, know where you're going to be by the end of the night. Make it bounce, shake it, move it around. Wiggle it a little bit. Throw it to the south. Fantasizing me inside of you, riding you. I mean, you riding. Throw it like a stallion. You wearing my medallion. Shawnee. Hey. Welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen, say what's your price? Mm-hmm. You sound kind of rapey. Just to back <laughs> it up. <laughs> you can hold my ice. Now you know you owe me something. Oh. Owe me back like you owe your tax. Uh, speaking of rapey, we got our friend Jay Trill in the house. What's going on, Justin? Oh, what's up, man? Uh, glad you could yeah, be you, on. Yeah, you got to forget. Justin too light-skinned knows about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, this... That song is the jam. You never heard that song? Up. Genuine was on it. I'm used to women just walking up being like, you want some of this? I got this just for you. Yeah, uh, Justin definitely know about uh, that that Nas and Genuine. <laughs> yes, that's my jam. Yeah, nah, I know that's, his, that's like his worst. That's like his best and worst move of all time. <laughs> you know, like everybody was like, "Oh, he finally put out a single that you could dance to," and then you heard it. He was like, "This ain't even that good." <laughs> and the album was whack. Oh, what a terrible album! You talking about Genuine or Nas? Nas they both man. put out terrible albums. Yeah, Nas, man, uh, you owe me. I mean, not only was it a weird, like, slavery analogy, <laughs> you know, like, when they broke it down, I see the shackles on your feet. Like, mm-hmm. how is this sexy at all? Was that the I Am album? Which it one was, was uh, Nostradamus. Uh, Nostradamus. The yeah. worst. Oh. Yo, I remember this album. That Nas, man. And it made me so mad. And I was like, all right, the next one can't be like this. Because he had one more after that, right? He had a bunch of albums after this, man. But, I stopped fucking with him. But the one after this one, I was I like, am. man, fuck Nas. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which one was after this? Let me look at his discography. Because it was either I Am that came out, and then I got this one was like, nah, I ain't fucking with Nas. Or yeah. it was this one that came out, then I Am. Nostradamus like, was the one that killed me, because I liked I Am. And then it was this shit, and I was like, ooh, no. Nah. <laughs> ooh, no. One of them was heavy on that, um... It had that that remix for yeah. uh, "If I Ruled the World." Yeah, that's a. Uh, oh yeah, I'll, are you talking about? And, um, um, and it had the firm in it. Yeah, uh, that's the second album. Okay, that one. That's it was written. Yeah, it was. Written. Then after that, he did "I Am," which I still like. Like it was half on, half off. Then Nostradamus was all the way off. Okay, so Nostradamus was when I was like, "Yeah, fuck no." Yeah, man. Because if I am came out first, I questioned it, but I was like, "All right, I'm gonna fuck with Nas," because you know, yeah. Queensbridge. I think the firm was hot then. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it, bro. I tried. But, um, I couldn't tell you last time I listened to some new, yeah, new had, from Nas. Mm-mm. He had some of the worst singles. This joint was a horrible single. This uh. You owe me. And then remember when he did that song with the Bravehearts? Uchi Wally. Uchi Wally Wally. Uchi Bang Bang. That's one of the worst singles of all time, too. Yeah. Like, I can't believe he I went love, to That's Def- my jam, though. It's a terrible song, but that's my jam. I can't believe he went to Def Jam with the, like, what y'all are going to do for me. Right. Like, I'm the GOAT. Like, listen to shit. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. 
Yeah. Like anytime this starts your song, how can it be the single on the album? Shit. Sounds like some Khalees? shit Lil Kim would do. Is that Khalees? Yeah. Probably. Uh-huh. Oh, she took half. Girl, we about to get all the NBA players' money tonight. That be hot though, of course. He really, really, really. He really, really, really. Yes, this is my jail. Who's doing Nas beats back there? I love this. I don't know who did this beat. But I mean, yeah, I, I fuck with this song. It's terrible, but I fuck with it. Yeah, what up, ma? Take a look. You hypnotized on how my long dick stretch your insides for real, ma. With your thick lips and thick thighs. Stroke both holes, pass it to Nas. Or pass it to Nate. Or pass it to Jung. So Nas, they are, they, they, they passing, they passing around the women oh, to each other. Oh, that was so terrible. They friends? That was so terrible. Yeah, this, this was not, this was that stage in every rapper's career where they try to put their boys on, their boys can't rap. Is this the same album though where he got the kids rapping to? Um, or is it the album after this? I don't know which album. I just remember Jay Z joking it. Like, which is it? Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it? One Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know which album this actually was officially on. I just know it was with Bravehearts. Okay. I, was on the, I think it was on the Bravehearts album. But who knows? Maybe he used it. This is what happens when you try to put your boys on, though. His boys can't even rap. But you can tell them, like, nah, this ain't gonna make the album. Or, like, nah, do that verse again. Like, you listening to the album. I mean, but that means, that's assuming he didn't tell them. Oh. You know what I'm saying? This might be the best that dude had. Like Nas might be like, rewrite this shit, man. It's not, it's not where it needs to be. And then by the 37th draft, he's just like, I guess this is what we got. Man. <laughs> this is good as it's gonna get. Yeah, every like all they boys rap the same. They always have like the damn simplest ass bars and shit. Um, it's every rapper does it, you know. But Nas's uh, family was really not that talented man jungling <laughs> and horse man but he tried to put them on man that's what all you know well you got to put on for the hood man you basically take on the role of providing for everybody and one way you want you could do it is like helping them earn their way up but i don't know if anybody's ever literally put on a sibling that had them blow up since like maybe the jackson five or Silk the shocker nah that definitely don't count. masterpiece of the shocker no, nah, I definitely don't count. What mm-hmm. about uh? It was hot. No, maybe Brandy and Ray J. I thought I told you. No, living soldiers. Maybe Brandy and Ray J. Yeah, now Ray J bigger than Brandy. Yeah, maybe that. But then that kind of, you know, that kind of gets conflated with the sex tape. <laughs> it's a lot of shit going he on. He was there. known as Brandy's little brother for the longest. For the longest. Years. Trying to think if anybody's really successfully put their family on. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it's hard to even put your boys on, you know? Like, Eminem couldn't do it with D12, and he's Eminem. They did have a hot album, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I'm not, not going to commit to saying hot, because I can name one song off of that, and it's the single. I think the issue probably comes down to is the the main dude that can rap has a regular rap name, and everybody else come up with their <laughs> nickname. And if you have whack nicknames, you know that they they it's their rap is gonna match the nickname. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, oh, little PP on the album, I'm about to. <laughs> 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 like, did, his, did he call his name is Little PP? 
Is he talking yeah. about his? It was a lot of that in the crew where it's just like <laughs> dudes that got normal ass nicknames from around the way. They ain't got no rap nickname and shit. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, oh yeah, they got Proof, Bizarre, Larry. <laughs> like Larry. Yeah. Now Larry probably wouldn't can rap though. Like Larry like, might actually have bars, but Larry got drug problems. <laughs> he don't like coming to the studio on time. Right. He fight with everybody when he get there. Yeah, he got some child support issues they trying to work out. He can't be on the record to make his this baby money. mama come in there showing her ass. Uh, what about that group that used to have that song like in ninety five? I do it for my shorty. Uh Lost Brothers. I don't know if they were brothers or not. I don't know. What are they? I, I kind of liked them for a One minute. One of them though. died. One of them yeah, died. I yeah. kind of liked them for a minute though. But yeah. they had like 10 versions. I'll do this for my shorty. But like to me, that don't count. Like it has to be like the Lost Boys and then when they tried to put on A plus and it didn't work out. <laughs> Cause everybody was like, this little nigga, man, he fought what, seven? He shouldn't be out here rapping. It's too late. He was the first Terrio. They was like, you gotta go back home. It's too late for you to be child, out the, the child labor ward is, uh, making phone calls. We gotta send him home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Pot of Mag, just search the Black Guy Who Tips. We will come up. We appreciate everybody that checks us out. Uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, leave us a five star review and we promise we'll read it on the show regardless of content. Just make sure that it is five stars. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in code TBGWT, get 33% off of a nice pair of inner ear headphones. Uh, they have all kinds of makes, man, uh, makes brands and, uh, well, not brands, but all kinds of makes and models for your ears and stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, they got the different little adjustable things. Uh, I use mine this morning when we went to go vote, put them right in my ears to pass the time, mm-hmm. listening to some podcasts discreetly. Um, yeah. and the best thing about them is they come with a lifetime guarantee and free shipping. Yes. And, uh, me and Roger did the old people thing. We was up early this morning voting. Yep. We went to go vote at six thirty in the morning. Uh, as soon as the polls open. So it was cool, man. We got in and out in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, probably would have been quicker than that if the lady at the front of the line would have just walked her ass and opened up the door. <laughs> yeah. <we'll, laughs> there was a line outside in the cold. Okay. It's 630, right? At 628, a woman walks up. She's just taking her kid to school. She walks up, walks into the door, opens it all the way on the right side. Mm-hmm. Walks right in, right? Right. That's 628, Justin. At 630, the polls officially open, right? Yep. This lady was standing at the front of the line, just standing there. Instead of taking her ass in there and finding out where the fuck we were supposed to go. At around 632, everybody starts going, come on, man. People got to go to work. Come on now. Right, because some people was like, I'll come vote early so I can get me to work by 7. So then... She starts walking around to different doors because they're, you know, the glass doors you can see through. And she just starts looking in. Instead of opening up the doors. And I'm just really sitting there like, well, luckily for me, I work for myself. So <laughs> yeah. I'll be okay if I'm a little late. But yeah. the rest of these people are getting anxious. Yeah, I had time too. So I was like, okay, cool. Now, did they ask for your ID? Hold no. on, we're not even there yet. No, don't skip. Mm-mm. So she starts looking through all the doors for angles into the building to see if somebody can see her. 
nobody can see her so then she tries to open the doors what does she do try to open all the locked doors yeah <laughs> this is like 6 33 she gives up we literally just saw a person walk in through the furthest door on the right. Right. We just saw it. Right. We all saw it. That lady, yeah, she, cause she walked in with her child. I know we all saw it because we're all cold as shit when everybody in my district is black. We cold, it's out, it's cold outside, we black, we paying attention to who's getting in and out. Right. Why a didn't few y'all white people. Him? Why didn't y'all help them? Dogs. Ma'am. Well, hold on. Ma'am. I'm not, I'm not done with this advertiser. <laughs> not done with this advertiser. So I'm sitting there listening to a podcast. I believe it was, um, I believe it was Chris's, uh, movie, uh, movie trailer review podcast. Yeah, I was listening to Westmont 48. His episode he had with Sterling. And I was sitting there listening to it. And, um, you know, everybody, now everybody behind her starts doing this thing where they start turning around looking at us. Right, right. Looking at the back of the line. Like the back of the line got better ideas or something. It's like, uh, like something. they, they looking in the back of the line like, this line's getting pretty long. And the front, back of the line looking at them like, yes, bitch, open the door. Right. That's what we saying. Right. We going, we're standing out here cause your ass is standing out here. Uh, the polls should have been open by now. So finally I was waiting cause me and Karen are probably like, I don't know, 12th or 15th. Mm-hmm. in this line. line like we're not close to the front really mm-hmm. so finally i'm waiting on someone that's like right behind her to just take an initiative and be like dumbass right <laughs> or, or somebody to back the pass everybody just over the oh bitch you're stupid and walk on in right now i would have done it myself but i'm with karen and karen's very slow on the uptake when it comes to stuff like this uh, yes she would have been still standing in line <laughs> right wondering what's happening why am i, I opening the door right I'd have been then so- i would have had to wait in the car for fucking 30 minutes because karen's what we like to call a slow voter <laughs> in, the, in the voting uh booth so i would have had to be outside like wishing i could have just went home and went back to sleep so all this shit had all the, i realized all this within seconds so i didn't even get step out of line it's not worth it um so i just was like uh please somebody tell her and finally the woman right behind her went open the damn door that everybody knew was open and just looked at her like yeah duh and then she was like the woman in front was like oh oh my goodness oh jokes on me yeah, it's already like 6.45. Right. So them people were mad because the people was like, shit, if I got to be work by 7 o'clock, bitch, you know, maybe late. Yep. Right. And it's going to take another 20 minutes. Cause right. Because now the line's piled up and all this shit. They got to check names. Mm-hmm. So we walk in. Uh, there's a sign that does say in 2016 you will need ID, mm-hmm. ID, but you don't need it right now. Mm-mm. Uh, so you don't need an ID. Um and you know, I definitely wanted to vote, man, to do my part, cause I hate the people that shit on Obama and complain about the system all fucking, you know, all year long. And then it's like, well, did you go out and vote for the midterms? Nah, man, I ain't vote. Well, then why don't you just shut the fuck up? Cause you ain't even do your part. So what do you want to do? Um, but I feel like when I vote, I could be that guy if I want to, because I did put my vote in. No, this. Now, did they have signs up too? No electronic devices. Yeah, once morning? you walk in the mm-hmm. the thing, that no, you're supposed to turn your phone off. But I, everybody just puts it away. They don't actually turn, turn it, it off. Now, I yeah. looked for policies on it, but I couldn't find any. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe they think someone's gonna like electronically rig the voting booth system or something. Right, because everything's electronic. And plus, everybody that works there is old, so I just think it's the grandma uh, policy. You know right. how you know how when it starts thundering, your grandma's like, "Turn the TV off." Yep. 
don't look out the window right turn off all the lights You're like what is that supposed to stop right and the, the electricity strike this house we all doing it's blowing up one way or the other all right and the the thing about it and, and it was it was the old people syndrome because you walked in there and it was two old people sitting there and which was to an extent makes sense but the lady kept telling everybody you don't have to have id no i can't wait till i'm that age and i get to be at the booth too <laughs> ah! like volunteering just being there at the polls think i ain't gonna be fucking with people I feel like old women got a fucking monopoly on that racket, man. You never <laughs> oh yeah, old black old old people, especially old women. You got a few men, but it was like old women and like the three old women that was like had to do the books. They were not organized. But that's because that terrible. That's because women typically outlive men, right? Um, and, and they and they be slightly arguing with each other too. Yep, and right, right. It's, it be some good shade up in there. Right, they be like, it's real passive aggressive, like. When I went up there, you know, they have it organized by your last name. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh. Um, they should have made it clearer though, but yes. So it's like, uh, do your name start with an M or do your name start with a B? Uh, so this one woman was like, uh, anybody last name start with D? Anybody last name start with D? As one was like, uh, my name is, um, you know, like, Char- you know, uh, Charles or something. That's my last name is Charles. And she was like, oh, that's the C. <laughs> she she was like, well, I mean, I know you're not doing just the letter D, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, it could be A through D, it could be what you know. She's like, well, uh, I mean, it's D through H, so anybody with D through H, and um, somebody had the book for C. There were three letters, there were three ladies, but there uh, were four books, right? right? Yep. Why was the lady using the C book even after hearing this woman? To use it to steady her pen so she can write. <laughs> and she's writing on the table, y'all. She she got a whole big-ass table she had. Right. Like, I want to be in one of these South Charlotte polling booths. Well, I mean, no disrespect to Republicans, but, you know, I want to be at one of these Republican-heavy uh, voter uh, places. And but, I just want to be trolling people like that. Like I just, but, but but you know what? I can tell this. I, th- I think one year we I early voted, and when you early voted, vote. Uh, no, no, no. Before, when we voted, we voted in the white district. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do the uh, white districts, they're very organized. They The same thing with the letters. But they have a big-ass sign in front of them that says, I do this letters. This would say this letter. Like, it's it's a lot more organized. Everybody's just not walking up, standing there, and them yelling at you. No, I'm going to be doing shit like looking at the idea and be like, hmm, you just got this picture or other shit. Just- ah! Just wasting their time, right? Like, like, oh, so that's what they do. You need to renew oh, yeah. your license in three years. Them ladies Are you prepared for this? Yeah, that's what they do right now. I hate it. I hate those old people. Like, yo, all right, but it, it's like, point, oh, baby, is those the apartments over there? I'm like, ma'am, it's six forty. Right. I just want to vote and go back home. And at some point, like, I want to be that dude to to bother the other people. But like, you know, we made some homemade cake today, but we can't share it with y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck they got to do with anything? But right. I want to talk about it with you, person. Right. I don't fucking know. Right. I want to. That, right. That's what I want to sit and do when I get older. Yeah, you know, the, the worst of me, though, is when they get mad with each other. Because then, like, when she was like, uh, yeah, my name is Charles. She's like, well, I don't have the C book. Now, who's doing the C book? I'm not doing the C book. And I'm like, bitch, we all know that this woman is writing on the C book. <laughs> I just got here. I don't even know your system. I know this woman's writing on the C book because I'm an M 
and she's doing mine and she's writing on a book that nobody's using and nobody has now baby just relax right we gonna get to it just relax so somebody asked like she was like uh, you know one of them old ass names like you know Isaiah do you have (laughs) you know uh, whatever Ida Mae do you have (laughs) can you pass the C's down here she was like what the C's what is that and I'm like she just don't want to give up the book man (laughs) like it was real passive aggressive just get a book out of me right you got people in here that need to got shit to do and then on top of that one lady she was like what's your last name I said Myro she said, get over here in this line. I was looking at her like, uh, bitch, she told me, the lady told right. me to get in this line behind my husband. It doesn't even make sense for Karen to have to go to another line because there's one book and it got all the M's in it. <laughs> right. And I'm in front of her. Guess who's below, below me probably? Right. Right. The the, the other person that lives right next to next <laughs> that lives in the same apartment. Right. And, the, and the, the, the funniest part was that when I walked up, the lady was like, get in this line. I was looking at her like uh i don't know why because uh i'm supposed to have a husband then i got with her she was like what's your name i said and she said baby you supposed to be in that line right. and i thought bitch oh. yeah this you know what i was hoping though i wish i could have like i didn't have time but i wish i could have came back around like noon when they was jumping <laughs> and it was crazy yes and then hear how bad they and mad at each other they really got <laughs> oh yeah you know it would have been personal uh, by then but like well pass me the seas myrtle I mean, that's just like you used to pass your salt to James and gave him hypertension and killed him when he was only 50 <laughs> ah! years old. Nice. You better not get your heart yeah. up too high, Ethel. You know you got that high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You mess around and die in here. Ethel, can you hand me the D book like your son takes the D every week before <laughs> he goes and, uh, and leaves the choir at church? Nah, the, the worst is when they see somebody they know mm-hmm. and they have a conversation while you waiting. Right. Yeah. And you be nice. like, why is it 10 booths, but only two people handling mm-hmm. the fucking names to get me to the booth? You know, right. if you had maybe 10 people handling the names, we could move this shit along. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. Now, but the, my get back is because I never want that sticker. Uh, and no disrespect to y'all who want to wear your sticker for the rest of the day to feel like y'all did something. I did. I wore my sticker yeah, I love, all I love that sticker. day. Nope, all I'm day not, at work. I'm not, I don't want to wear that sticker. I don't want people to... Oh, you went and voted like, like just no, I'm not wearing a sticker. Uh, I know I went and voted. That's enough for me. But I, well, they get mad at you when you don't take the sticker. They be like, you sure you don't want it? I'm, I'm positive. You know what? You sure now? Yes, ma'am. I'm positive. <laughs> I don't want the sticker. Thank you though. Now you sure you don't want to wear it with pride today? You offend them. Um, um, we was in there so early. They were so unorganized. They didn't just, I guess the sticker lady wasn't there yet. Cause you know, normally it's like a, uh, a, a lady or a man that hands them out. We, we, we bit that person there. That person hadn't showed up yet. I'll be trying to get out of there. I'm trying not to be offensive to these old people because they old. You know what I'm saying? I want to get to be old one day. Um, and you can't, you, it's not okay to disrespect your elders. Um, right, especially back in, in their day, the people that vote used to own them, and they probably been doing those, <laughs> they probably been doing that same job since since they were slaves. <laughs> yep, so. Like get over there in line and, and and take everybody's names, uh, Myrtle, and then they get over there and it's like, wait a minute, uh, what letter are you, M? Bitch, you can read. <laughs> yep, be her. You know? Oh Lord. Yeah, so that that's how I be like, I don't want this sticker. Um, mm-hmm. well, you know what, man. All that aside, we got in and out. 
if you don't count the dumbass at the door in about 10 minutes right and you know what it was cold outside but i was okay because i had my tweaked audio headphones and they kept me company and i was able to listen to you know some podcasts it was like i was surrounded by friends even out there in the lonely ass cold at six in the morning in the dark so right uh you know tweakedaudio.com code tbgwt 33 percent off free shipping and lifetime guarantee guys so make sure you guys <laughs> do that uh what's so funny uh what's so funny we went from tweaked audio to voting using our tweaked audio back to tweaked audios um i mean that's excited karen yeah I, I didn't realize that was a joke i was being serious the whole time oh i know you was um all right man well tweakedaudio.com uh but we know what everybody is really here for they don't really care about what we have to say they care about this The Walking Dead is back. Sunday they had episode four of the fifth season called Slab Town. Or as I like to call it, Rape Town. Right. Um, Sucker Town. This episode was written by Matthew Negrete and Channing Powell. Directed by Michael E. Satrazimus who serves as director of photography of the series. In the episode, Beth Green finds herself in an operational hospital in Atlanta after being abducted in the previous season. Beth discovers that the hospital is under a brutally enforced system and slowly plans her escape. Mm. What's up with all these shows getting rapey? Like, everything is... What else got rapey? Getting rapey. You know, Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of... Okay. It's a lot of rape. Game of Thrones ain't nothing but rape. Yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't really expecting Is there some it. other shows? Or y'all just really talking about just these two shows? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm just saying it because Justin said something. Because The Strain didn't get rapey. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet. They, well, they kind of, they was forcing you to do shit. Hasn't. Well, you know what, Justin? You know what I say about that? Life's a little bit rapey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, art imitates life. Well, don't rape me, bro. Um. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, no promises. I need to get that shirt made. Don't rape me, bro. <laughs> don't rape me, bro. <laughs> uh so um let me get y'all's overall impressions with uh slab town karen what'd you think about the episode in general i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i really did i, I like the uh getting more into beth and her story and her character development and how she's inter- interacting with a completely separate crew justin uh, I originally did not like the episode. I had to watch it twice, and the second time I was like, oh, you know, it actually was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first time I didn't watch it, I mean, I didn't like it, and that's mainly because I really don't care for Beth. She's just a, a whiny woman that I was ready for somebody to kill. A lot of people don't like Beth, but the, I think the thing for me, uh, I don't mind Beth because she's a, in my mind, she's a teenager, like Carl. It's just one of those things where, people forget that these are not adults like these are young adults to to quote unquote children so they're not going to 
respond and do the right things all the time and all this <coughs> and all those other things. And I think that a lot of times people look at them just like, why don't you act like an adult? But they're not adults. I'm okay with whining children getting killed in, in real life. So I'm okay with her getting killed on TV. Um, For me, <laughs> I thought the episode was really good. Um, It was a change of pace episode. Uh, which I, which I like. I don't think it can be all action zombie killing mm-hmm. all the fucking time because oh, no. you can, you can become as desensitized to that shit as you do to the compelling small mini dramas that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoyed the flashback like level of it and getting to learn and know about one player. Mm-hmm. I mean, one player, one, one, one person. person. Um, and especially Beth, because Beth's one of those people that the only time I've really spent with her on the show uh has always been annoying, in my opinion. Right. It's always just been like, you know, she does a lot of stuff and and as a teen, you kinda you kinda understand like she's rebellious and she's gonna be um, you know, kind of kind of uh you know, it's like a, a hard time to grow up and be a teen. But at the same time you always feel like, man, I don't really like her. I want her dead. Yeah, like, why can't she just die? And this is the first episode where I actually, like, really, really liked her and don't want the show to do anything to her. Like, I wanted, I was rooting for her the whole time. It made you root for her. Like, the second time I watched it, I was rooting for her. But the first time, I was like, why haven't they killed her yet? Please, please yeah. kill her. Um, so let's talk about it. Uh, Beth awakes in a hospital bed in a hospital room. Um, she has an IV hook to her. Uh, her face has got a cut on it, but it looks like it's been, uh, stitched up. Um, and, uh, she just kind of wakes up suddenly. She stands up at the edge of the bed, gets up, walks to the window, realizes that she's in the city. Well, the city looks to be Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, um, like they said on the Talking Dead, her back acting was great. Like, cause you couldn't even see her face in that when she was looking out at the window, you could just see the, the sheer terror of like, where the fuck am I? What happened? Right. How did I get here? And at first I was, and I know it couldn't have been, but I was like, why? I was thinking, why is she in the hospital that Rick was in? But I was like, she couldn't be in that hospital. Yeah, I thought it was too. Yeah, the other thing I is, thought she was dreaming also. I don't remember mm. Atlanta looking like that season one when Rick went to Atlanta. I, the, the thing about it is that, Remember when um his, her his wife um Laurel Laurel and um Shane mm-hmm. they had actually went up and they actually seen the bombs actually blowing the city up. And so it it was kind of kind of similar to that to me. I don't remember that, but I guess I'll have to go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. I just Well, yeah. to me what it reminded me of is when uh, cuz the city's obviously gotten somewhat worse. Right. Yep. But it reminded me of the episode where they were stuck on the roof yeah in the season one and i was like this city does look like that to me like when they had that when the one where they first saw that helicopter fly over mm-hmm. and uh rick i hid underneath that um was it a tank or something something to keep the zombies from getting them yeah he was in that tank yeah no they ate his horse like that was the that was when i was like okay uh this whole society is fucked up you, you the city is not safe Mm-mm. um and it feels for the most part like the city still isn't safe no, it's not. I couldn't figure out how close are they to Atlanta. I'm thinking they right in South Carolina or almost in North Carolina, like that far up north. 
And for them to just be riding out in their car and pick up and take her to that hospital. No, they're actually in Atlanta. Like, they're in the city of Atlanta. No, now, but I'm saying when her and Daryl had escaped, I was thinking they was further north of Georgia. Well, the thing is, they seem to pick spots and stay there. So if you think about it, um, you had um, the prison. You Pretty much you had Herschel's Farm. Yep. Uh, you know, and then you had uh terminus, terminus which was the original name for atlanta um i just so all this stuff so it seems like all this stuff is happening in georgia and right around the same right the- area that they started in. and it seems like they haven't really ventured the see like the furthest they're really gonna venture is abe saying he wants to take everybody to dc yep. right i just that's why i was just saying i just thought they was further north further away from yeah. atlanta because they kept saying atlanta is terrible and the walkers are going to be leaving from there because um, they destroyed basically everything else. Yeah, they they got to branch just, out. They might just be on the outskirts of the city. You have to think, when you walk like that, how much ground are they really covering? Well, they've been in cars. Um, like Even when they found Herschel's place, they were originally wearing cars. But it doesn't um, seem like they're using the cars to travel long distances. It seems, like, seems like they just try to find one safe spot to the next, and in this case... Um, Cause they must not gas. have gone far from. They must not have gone far from Atlanta, you know. Which to me makes sense because you know they're also on foot a lot. The highways are pretty much fucked up. Um, like I could, I get it, you know. Um, yeah, most roads probably are impassable with cars and zombies and shit like that. And to me, I always took the avoid Atlanta thing really as avoid all the big cities. Right. You know, I didn't just see it like, oh, Atlanta's fucked up. But if we go to you know, Charlotte, it'll be better. It's like, mm-hmm. it sounds like all, any major metropolitan area is going to be riddled with zombies, so why take the chance? Yeah, that's. That, I think that had a lot to do with why Herschel and them was so isolated because they were kind of, it's, it's like from Charlotte to Rock Hill or somewhere like that. Like, you, 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 you're far, but not too far. So Beth uh, goes to try the door to open it up. It's locked. So then she bangs on the door. And she's like, she takes her IV out of her arm. And the IV, of course, has a needle because it goes in your arm. And she's holding it. And they open up the door. And it's a woman and a doctor. Uh, And the the woman is a police officer. uh, And the doctor is a man who is uh, a woman and a doctor. That's sexist. Anyway, um, (laughs) the doctor is a man. And he's... uh, got a coat and they introduced themselves and i think her name was dawn mm-hmm. and i want to say his name was what the i don't fuck? remember his name um, but but she pulled that needle out her arm steven doc it was dawn learner and steven edwards oh and she pulled that needle out like i don't know what's about to come in here but i'm about to fuck it up with this little bitty needle because she was like i do not know what's happening i do not where know where i am and and you know initially i thought she was actually dreaming mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be something where she wake up somewhere else Oh, okay. Uh, has the show ever done anything like that? No. Okay. But, I, but I don't know why. I just thought that, you know, she would wake up dreaming and then wake up somewhere else. Maybe Rick, when he first woke out the coma and passed out in the lawn or something. Yeah, did he have one where he had a, uh, yeah, I thought he might have had a dream sequence or something like but, that. But almost like for him it was like a flashback because I think he was like talking to Shane and mm-hmm. went out and when he woke back up it was like 
he was looking like where's Shane because last thing he remember was actually talking to Shane. So it was like one of those things where he was kind of in and out of reality. But I don't remember him actually truly doing any flash like you know, kind of like flashbacks like that, like dream sequences. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so Christine. Uh, I mean, not Christine. That's a real name. Um. So Don um, walks in with Stephen, and they're basically like, um, hey, um. You know, do you? She's like, and 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 Beth's like, what am I doing here? And they're like, well, you don't remember. Uh, she's like, what happened to the dude that was with me? She's like, there wasn't a guy that was with you. Um, what's your name, by the way? And she didn't want to tell him. And at first, I was like, please don't let this be a cliche amnesia thing. Because I thought they were gonna go that route where she really didn't know her name and she was gonna be like, what? My name is, oh no, you know, yeah. which, which sucks. I hate amnesia as a plot device because it rarely happens to anybody and, you know, whatever. Um, but she basically just, you can tell just... that she didn't want to tell them because she didn't want them to have that information. Right. So, um, the, the lady, uh, Officer Dawn, um, by the way, she made her take the needle out of her hand, um, immediately. So she's good at recognizing threat. Dawn is a hundred percent, you know, like, not like she's not fucking around with Beth at all. Um that stern tone in her voice too. Yeah, she's like, put it down. Put the needle down. And then she like loosened up, like, oh, okay, now listen. Um, Nurse Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Nurse Ratchet. So uh mm-hmm. they they basically said, um, you know, you know, you we saved your life. There wasn't a man with you. Walkers the riders, they called them riders. She said the riders were about to get you, but we saved them saved you from it. And now you're in here, and it took a lot of resources to keep you alive and stuff, so you owe us. And then that's when the music comes on. Mm-hmm. And all Nas I could think and, about was Nas. Nas came, Nas came on in the background. That's all I could hear. <laughs> uh, I thought Genuine was going to come dancing down the hallway. I see the shackles on your feet. Get eaten by, eaten by a zombie. Yeah. Now, now, what did y'all think about the idea of police in full uniform in a hospital? Because my f- initial thought was, one, they might not even be real police because you just, anyone can put on a uniform in the zombie apocalypse because right. there's no way to verify. Mm-mm. I was thinking they must really think mighty of themselves like the zombie apocalypse sitting going on and people supposed to follow everyday laws now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, when Rick first used to wear his sheriff's uniform, I was like, why the fuck is he still wearing his sheriff's uniform? Because I, I think for, like, a lot of police officers, there's something that's kind of ingrained in them. And, for you know, it's almost like they are structure, per se. You know, so it was one of the things where she was like, we have to have structure. Now, I do believe that Don was a police officer. Well, it makes sense to me, and I like the idea of wearing police officer uniforms because it says you can trust me and it instills a lot of trust in regular people. That being said, the longer the zombie apocalypse goes on, the less that becomes true. It doesn't matter what kind of uniform you have on. No one's going to just trust you off the top. Mm-mm. And I thought that it made a lot of sense when Rick put his badge away like three seasons ago. Yep. Well, he yeah. just had that moment like, yeah, this shit really don't matter. Nobody, there is no law anymore. We're making it up as we go. It actually made people respect him less. Like, who are you? You still trying to law man? Like, they was joking him at this point. You know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, 
Oh, they, am I supposed to take you serious? Like, mm-hmm. But, you know, people trust uniforms. You walk in in a doctor's coat and a police uniform, most people go a doctor and a person that upholds the law. They're just lucky uh, Beth wasn't a young black person. Yeah, I'm just thinking, don't, ta- <laughs> don't tase me, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, um, they walk, so they, they cut forward. I don't know how much time is going by, but they've given Beth a job. She's basically like a nurse. She assists a Dr. Steven in, uh, going around taking care of people in the hospital who need help. The first patient was a guy who was on a respiratory machine and, uh, Dr. Steven walks in there with her, basically casually tells her, um, yeah, we, uh, gotta let this dude die turn off the respiratory machine because we've exhausted enough resources and don says hey he gotta go so they just unplugging and let him die mm-hmm. um and you can tell everything's rigged up through batteries and all this stuff so you know it's very um thrown together very rough shot but you know a real man did just die um and beth looked a little like you know kind of thrown off by the casualness of it right because then like you know the doctor then walks up stabs a dude in the head and kills him like you know that's you know the thing about this episode too is that it's as it was more informative than like you like you talked about earlier just uh full of action and it's one of the episodes where right then you can start to see that beth is about to go through some things and she's either gonna grow the fuck up and get like Carl and um, a few other characters, or she's gonna remain that that meek person that she was before when she was out with Daryl in the woods, and he was trying to sh- groom her to um, become a killer. Well, you know what I always thought. What well, what I was thinking at this exact moment was, huh? Beth might have actually come up. Like these people seem relatively safe. Um, they seem to be taking precautions against the zombie thing like you know they didn't try to be like all right now let his family come in and talk to him and let's have a seance everybody and wait for him to turn like it was like oh he dead and uh, i was like so they have some experience with the outside world to know all this um they don't seem naive and isolated um and um you know i they had a system they had system set up so at that time i was like it's possible she could just have made a big come up but because of the show and what the show is every time any person gets into a new situation that feels kind of safe you always go when's the other shoe gonna drop what's the catch yeah and there's always a catch yeah the show has grown me to now rick and them are the only good guys Mm -hmm. still left it seems that way there might be some other good people but it just doesn't seem that way so we find out that, you know, after they kill somebody, um, you know, and, and they're walking down the hall and Don's out there talking to an Asian police officer. And when they walked by, there was a couple of things I noticed. One, Steven made them stop so he could talk to Don. And it sounded like he was relaying, like, what resources they used on the guy. Two, Beth starts walking towards Noah, who's in the hallway mopping. And I'm thinking, like, I saw the Asian police officer dude like really stare at Beth kind of hard in the background. And I was like, hmm. And, uh, third, she walks to a door that's open, but the door is open because a, co- a officer, um, and I'm not sure we can really see who the officer is, but just left the room 
and Beth looks in the room and there's a female um person that's standing in the hospital and she sees Beth and she looks a little disheveled and closes the door before Beth can like speak. Right. And I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. Definitely weird. Um uh, so they walk the body down the hallway and they find out that they're just dumping it down an elevator shaft. <laughs> Uh, the shaft goes all the way to the bottom, um, and in the bottom is the basement, and in the basement are walkers. And uh, I never had thought about this before, but apparently uh, the doctor said if you throw the bodies down there and they're warm enough, the walkers will eat the body as long as it's still kind of warm. And mm. it attract, the noise attracts them and all that. But I didn't realize that's how walkers decided to eat people. I wonder if that'll come in handy at some point possibility like heat related you know well i felt like because they that person's still kind of alive and they don't eat each other the other did yeah yeah i mean that too but you know like define kind of alive yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 also when you dump a body like that it's still quote-unquote fresh it doesn't have like a zombie odor on it per se you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm like you just dumping a fresh body down there, just like you say, still warm. So as far as the zombies are concerned, it's still alive. Yeah, it was just the first thing I thought about was I wonder if warmth plays an actual scientific part. Like it might. Oh, this is a warm body. I'm gonna eat it. Um, because zombies obviously, you know, must have cold bodies because they are probably incapable of producing their own like heat. Um, so you know, Beth is introduced to the elevator shaft, and uh, at the time that. She says the line, use everything you can use, you know, when he's talking about how, how they dump the bodies. Um, we cut to Beth going to get something to eat from the cafeteria. And that's when we're introduced to Officer Gorman, really, for the first time. Creepy me, creeper. And uh, he has like a notepad in his hand, or you know, and he's keeping notes of what everybody, I guess, is taking to eat. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to Beth while she's grabbing some food, and he's like, um, you know, I saved you from those those riders the other day. And uh, one of them was looking at your thighs. Your creamy, soft, lily white thighs. That dude. He did mention that. He was like, he was right up to your thigh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, so didn't they scratch him? He like- said, but I got that first. I took care of that walker for you, so you kind of owe me a thank you. And I was thinking lies. It wasn't no walkers around her when they snatched her. Yeah, or maybe, you know, well, I have a theory on that, too. Matter of fact, let's get into that. Um, So it sounds like the way they're saying they found Beth was she was laying out in the road and passed out with walkers about to get her. Yeah. Um, But last time we saw Beth, she was running from the... uh running from the uh burning down uh what was that no nah, they was at a house right with her and De- um and daryl and, and yeah it caught, and the zombies dog, got inside well a right? dog came to the door originally mm-hmm. yeah yeah and zombies then, got that house didn't burn down no nope. my bad Mm-mm. so she was running from that was the episode of before, before that mm-hmm. yeah but they weren't in that house when that house no. burned down no I, they they actually burnt the house okay yeah that's and, my bad i thought this i thought i don't know why I thought, anyway and forget the it, thing, it her, well the other thing is her foot was hurt her ankle was hurt and not her hand Mm-hmm. so she escapes that house full of zombies and daryl like escapes too barely um 
and it was like that weird place where it looked like somebody was maybe dressing zombies up or some shit i don't know but uh there's she runs off and then daryl when he gets out the car i mean gets out of the the house sees a car with a like white cross symbol on it driving off fast and he assumes beth has been stolen Mm -hmm. okay now um and maybe she has maybe she has it i don't know but from my recollection i was like it was nighttime like she wasn't knocked out at the time Mm -mm. what could have happened i wonder if there's a step between this and the hospital like maybe something else happened to her before she even made it to the hospital you know what um i think that uh they got her and knocked her out because if yep. you go back and watch that same vehicle is in the parking lot when her and which call is leaving i don't know if people paid attention to the vehicles one of the vehicles is that vehicle and it's parked outside so i think that they're going around and actually uh snatching people and yep. bringing them there and then actually making them a part of the community. Because she had uh, stuff when they kidnapped her. And then it was a car drove off. Her stuff was thrown out in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Like they snatched her and threw her stuff down. Um, yeah. And, and it wasn't dead zombies around. Like she was having to fight mm-hmm. anything. And it's very, it's very odd, too, because, like, how would they be sure that she wouldn't remember that she got knocked out and taken there? Yeah, like how did that cut get on her head unless it came from a zombie or a fight with a human? Yeah, like it's just, I guess it just weirded me out. Maybe we'll find out more in the future, but it feels like if they would have just, if the thing would have, like, it seemed like she would have remembered running from the house full yeah. of zombies and being with Daryl. She definitely remembered Daryl. Why wouldn't she remember y'all knocked me out and actually kidnapped yeah. me? I didn't get, I didn't wake well, up and surrounded by zombies. Or, or, or either, uh, the zombies may have surrounded her, like she may have been fighting them. You know, because it was a bunch of them that actually, you know, fought, may have followed her out and around. So it may be instance where she was out there, you know, fighting them and they walked up on the scene. But I do think, uh, I do think they took her. Like, just said, they look like. It was uh, yeah, I'm rush. not saying they didn't take her. I'm just throwing out theories here. And mm-hmm. it, I don't this know is, for sure. This is what I mean, maybe me they snuck like, up on her and knocked her out. Yeah. And she I, never saw it coming. Well, that's what I think happened. And, but that's what made me not like the episode. Um,. But you say you did like it the second I, time. And I'm talking about in the beginning. It's, oh, okay. what, man, it's the little things like that because I was like, well, this, and this show was so good with accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. And I was like, these things are inaccurate. But but I kind of figured it out. Um, what it, and we haven't got to that point yet, so I'll wait. Okay. But All right. it makes sense why, she, why they snatched her the way they did. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, man. Make sure you um, remember that when we get to it. All right? Yep. So basically she um puts her it looked like she put her food back and she didn't get anything. No, I thought she took it anyway. No, she took that food for the doctor. They okay. gave it to Dr. Steven. That was Dr. Steven food. He asked her, "Did you get anything for yourself?" And she said, "No." Yep. Okay. And he was she was he was like, "Well, you got to try this, you know, we got some guinea pig here." And he gave us a bite of his guinea pig. Yeah, and he told I won't tell Don too. Yeah. Which let me know then who really was in control of everything, not just of that initial situation. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, Beth never really confronts Officer Gorman. She just obviously is creeped out and leaves. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, or as people on Twitter and Facebook call it, um, she was asking for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, she was. Did you see that nurse's outfit? Who in Scrubs doesn't get holiday? Oh, right. So they bring in um 
another person that's passed out as an emergency they go in and uh it's a dude uh they have his id on him but he's obviously like incapacitated and they're trying to he has like one lung that's like bleeding uh internally and shit and dr stevens like oh can't save him nope and they're like well you know uh gotta try he's like oh no need to try we good I felt like it was an old Ice Cube song who was rapping about going to the ICU mm-hmm. um, on his uh, first album, the second album. Well, uh, like, just, nope, you got to die. Like, we're we not helping you today. Yeah, he was like, yeah, whatever you got is too much. Your insurance, he's like, your insurance don't cover this. It's denied. Yeah. No Obamacare in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So dude is uh, basically choking on his own blood, and Dawn is like, save him. And Steve was like, I can't. And she was like, uh, he was like, what about the resources? And she was like, stop making excuses to say this dude. So he gets Beth to hand him like a needle that actually has like a hollow, like tube mm-mm, in it. Mm-mm. He gave, he was going to give her keys to get it. And Don snatched the keys and got it for him. And I was like, what is up with this bitch? Mm-hmm. Why is she tripping? But you know what? That seemed like it could have been a delay tactic because maybe Beth wouldn't have hurried up. Beth didn't really seem up for this anyway. Maybe Beth wouldn't have found where it was at. Right. Don was like, I'll take care of myself. When God came back, um, they take the tube and he shoves it into the dude's chest and blood comes spurting out, which empties his lungs so that he can breathe. Yeah. Then... uh Go ahead, go ahead, Justin. No, I was gonna say I don't know that I want a hole in my chest. Like I jumped out a second story window, um, <laughs> all that damage. Like just go ahead and let me die. I don't know. I'm passed out. Yeah. So then, um, uh, Don is like, you know, um, make sure you say this dude, and he's like, he gonna just die. It's gonna use too many resources. We should let him die. Um, and Don's like, um, do what I tell you. And Beth is looking like, wow, they arguing. And Beth gets slapped <laughs> for no reason. I mean, well, not for a reason doing anything with Beth. Beth gets yep. slapped so hard, her stitches opened up on her face and started bleeding again. And she was looking like, I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> um, And the dude that was on the table, his name was Gavin. Um, I thought that meant something because I remember gavin from the comic book but turns out not the same gavin so okay. don't worry about it yeah um, I, I felt like she slept her because the doctor wasn't listening and that's when i realized oh they grooming her to be with the doctor to be with the doctor what you mean yep like um like like as soon as she woke up she immediately was under the doctor's care as a job and i was like oh well she gonna slap her anytime that the doctor doesn't do what she wants to do because oh, she, to kind of get back at him. Instead of, yeah. I can't take it out on the doctor, but I will take it I out on, on who she, on who the doctor owns. Mm. Kind of like uh, slaves, you know, this this your yeah. property, and I can't be mad at you, but I can take it out on your property. That's a good theory, yeah. And I thought it just meant you work under that person. Um, and I thought that the reason she slapped Beth is because the doctor is kind of untouchable. Because mm-hmm. of the position of power that he occupies, they need him. Right, but she they was don't like, need Beth. Yeah, she was like, "I can't fuck you up, but I can fuck her up." Yeah, so and they know he cares about Beth to some degree, so it's a total power trip. And then she was like, "Don't forget where you work or something, something crazy like that." Like, don't forget how this works, and then slap the shit out of Beth or something. 
Mm-hmm. But she um, could have slapped him. I mean, it was just a slap. It wasn't like she was going to cut him or something. She could have slapped him. Right. A, a good That's slap, what I'm saying. We know that a good slap can change lives. It can change your whole life. Your whole <laughs> outlook on everything, yeah. make you a better person. It, right. It can save your life. So Yeah, it can. He might have needed that slap. We don't That, that slap saved Beth life. And it could have been his life saved, but nope, he ru- she ruined it. And the doctor is such a punk, he didn't even say nothing, like, <laughs> to defend Beth, really. Like, mm-hmm. he just let her get slapped and was like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. Now, let's come get, on. Now, let's reverse that role, though. And somebody slapped Karen. But it's, it's The Rock that does it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why, I, that's why love sucks. <laughs> you gotta you take, gotta that, take that ass with you me. Take that <laughs> this is what it is. That's why love is the worst fucking yeah, thing. You're not gonna pretend like you ain't see it. I never put him in that position though. You're not gonna pretend like you ain't see it. Like, oh baby, what happened? Did you right. fall? Just gotta take that ass. <laughs> Did with you have me. a reflex and slap yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. terrible. <laughs> um, so the doctor punked out. Um, uh, you know, so the leader of the community is a woman police person that's very mean. Um, and the doctor at this point, I started questioning his motives because I'm like, first I thought he was gonna die because he was being too nice to Beth, and that's like always the person that dies in these shows, like the person that was too pure of heart, right? But now I'm like, maybe you got ulterior motives. Um, and so I thought that's why women can't be in charge; they're too emotional, man. You don't. That's that's why Hillary Clinton will not win when she ran for president. <laughs> too emotional. Sorry, ladies. I, w- I want to vote for her, but you see what happens. TV taught me. Lord. TV taught me. I'm just going to let you keep riding this out. <laughs> I know, dude. I, I, think, oh. I think everybody understands. Don't, don't I just want to see how me. far you're going to take it. Um, so they, uh, you know, so basically, um, I think the next scene, um, she goes and talks to uh Noah because her her blood blood got all on her um on her uniform. No, he no, he walked in and was like, You not need to change your uniform. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like I think uh he was like, She likes it clean. He's like, I got you a fresh one. Yeah, Darn likes everything neat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Oh wait, or did the Joan thing happen before this? Cause, cause remember they brought Joan back. I feel like they might have chopped off that that Joan's arm before this. So, um, they end up, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's how she got the blood on her uniform from Joan, right? Yep. Am I out yes. of order, Karen? Okay. Yes. So, uh, Joan, um, I think they they hinted part- towards a woman named Joan earlier. They're like Joan's missing. You can hear it in the background. Like they say it a couple times. They say, um. Uh, was looking for Joan. Um, so, and you're like, you know, who's Joan? Why did she run away? Well, how did she get missing? Did she get kidnapped or something? They find Joan. Uh, they're dragging her through the hallway and she's been bit on the arm and she's fighting it. She don't want to come back. Yeah. And it's like, damn, now what could be worse than getting bit <laughs> by a zombie and not want to come? Like, what's so bad about this place that you like, I'll take my, chances on the earth with no with with a zombie bite then y'all niggas start bringing me back here right and for somebody to go i don't want to come back you need to start questioning what's happening around you right and the undertone of this whole episode was so tense man like every month like this is one of my scariest episodes by the way yeah 
which you know is saying a lot because this show's had some very creepy episodes this is my scariest and it really wasn't because of zombies so Mm-mm. joan gets bit uh they go in dr steven is like we gotta cut her arm off um the uh gorman officer gorman is there holding down her legs and she and, and she's like no nah, fuck this i want to die yeah she's like i don't want to um yeah i don't want to live and she was mm-hmm. like you know fuck you uh um don and your bitch too talking about gorman and gorman yep. said you hold your mouth whore or something he got ready to go hit her while she was on the slab what a motherfucking bite ah yep um that's why she got bit on purpose yeah don told him to get out like get out you know gorman leaves mm-hmm. um so uh beth tries to leave too she was like where you going beth was like i can't help and she was like bitch you better get to helping I, and hold her down it was important too when she told don she was like you can't control your dog don was like yes i can she was like mm-hmm. no you can't so um beth holds down her arm as it gets sawed off with what looks like a rope saw which is somebody said like a chicken wire i was yeah. mad as hell at that that was the worst way to get your arm sawed off can you imagine what it was like when they got to the bone yo and they oh. and he didn't give her anything for the pain yeah i she, think she wouldn't take it and right yeah because he was he wanted to give it to her she was like nope jones Joan was a soldier and she knew if she took whatever it was that was more than she owed Yep. You know, she realized that fucking it was like sharecropping. You never gonna get your money back. Right. Working for these motherfuckers. You're never gonna be free. Um so and you know, she told Beth to hold her down and not to leave, and I'm like, hold her down, Beth, before she slaps you again. Uh-huh. You already learned the first time. Yep. You 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 like being in trouble, don't you? Right. So she gets back to her room and apparently her scrub like that's when Noah gives her her scrubs um and you know noah's a nice dude we find out that he's chris from everybody hates chris or yep. urkel from uh key and peel's urkel sketch yep um and had a little lollipop for her. he gave her a green lollipop in, in her in her uh clothes he said now uh aisha keep it a secret <laughs> only you could keep it uh, but yeah, he gave her the lollipop and I was like, I hope this nigga don't want some pussy for a motherfucking lollipop. Cause it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> Anything bad. they do in that, in that, in Slab Town, they want some pussy for. Hey, I opened the door. What's up, girl? What's up, oh, points. Women is yeah. hard to come by, man. And that's the thing. I've been telling you for the longest. They ain't sad about, they sad cause they know women hard to come by and it's gonna be a long time. But it's a time. lot of women in this yeah, place. It is. It's a lot of women in this place. Um, you know, at one point we even see Dawn in there with Noah and she's working an exercise bike and telling Noah how to clean her clothes. Like, there's a lot of women. See, I thought she would just, she looked like she wasn't fucking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so many women, she's not even fucking. (laughs) Um, so, um, you know, Noah basically, uh, like, you know, like, like all black people at work, start talking shit about his boss. (laughs) uh you the know system and everything yeah like you know she uh beth asked how he got there and uh he showed her his leg that was all cut up and shit and he was like yep me and my dad was out it was an accident they left my dad stay there um and they took me it was like because they think i'm weak and they always take the weakest they took you because they think you're weak 
Uh, yeah. But I'm strong. Oh, I'm so, this, so they might have known that she was with Daryl. Right, then. right. And that's why I figured what, out mm-hmm. that they left Daryl on purpose. That's what I think, too. They sent the zombies there. I think they even watched her and him for a while and then, like, trapped them or something. And then oh, so her. they probably sent them zombies in there then. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, it's the reason that place is stacked full of food. Like, they the ones that keep stocking it. They the uh, ones that keep, keep it clean. I, well, I said that during the show, man. I think it's a honey trap. Yep. I think it's it's too good to be true. It's a house full of food with no dangers. <laughs> yep, it hadn't been ransacked. Yeah, that's my guess um, anyway. And so they sent they corralled the zombies there. I don't know how the fuck they did that, but right. they know how to do it. Um and they they left Daryl on purpose. Yeah. And that's my guess too. But and they and they bring the women up for concubines. I don't even um, know if it's just about women. It's just weak people. Weak people. Right. Weak people that they think can't, like, do anything. Or fight against them. Yeah, we got guns, and we got all the men in uniform, so the fuck you gonna do, you know? But we need the bodies to be able to do shit. Though. Yeah, because they, they definitely took Noah because he's a skinny-ass dude, and they just, like, he can damn wash clothes and iron. Yeah, but his daddy might fucking fight back and we have rebellion on our hands. <laughs> right. JJ and James Evans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's what I was thinking when he said that. Like, oh, this is JJ. So, uh, Noah's looking at Beth like, nigga, we slaves. So yeah. get, so get used to this. You never gonna work this out. Mm-mm. Your white privilege gonna, is not working up in here. Right. You gonna always owe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was kind of how we find out about the system. And then Noah would kind of relay to her, you know, that he had an escape plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, Ezekiel saw the wheel way <laughs> in the middle of the air. I was like, too soon. You don't even know her. Right. But she I guess if like you think system. about it, if you think about it, though, you probably, new people are probably the closest you can get to being trustworthy. Right. Because you know you can't trust nobody in the place. Yeah. Like, you can't trust nobody to be a co-conspirator that actually... Has, has tapped into the system. Maybe he was like, I'll try her and see if I can get her on my side. And she was like, you know what? I'm going I'm to ride this white thing on out. Yep. Keep going with this privilege. Um, good luck with your escape. Yeah, good luck with your escape. Because she might like this system. She might be able to, you know, all I got to do is put out and I get, I'm going to use what I got to get what I want. Yeah, see, Beth didn't seem, in my opinion, to like the okay. system. No, she didn't. But it just more was like it she was, didn't believe the system was as corrupt as it seemed at first. Right. She didn't think it was that bad. She was like, well, this might be better than actually being out, out in the wilderness. So that's when Dawn came by and made her pitch to Beth, which was basically like, you know, baby, I want to be your father, your brother, your friend, your lover. I want to be your pimp. Church. Church. She, you know, she was kind of giving her that, like, you know, you might need to do some things. It's not a perfect system, but, you know, it keeps us safe, and that's what matters. And, you know, and Beth's like, I don't want to stay here. I don't like the system. And she was like, well, you keep earning. You'll get enough money to get out eventually, so let's just do that. Mm-hmm. And uh Beth just pretended to to agree, um, and she, like, ate food in front of um Don, because Don brought some food and was like, you ain't been eating. And I think Don took that as a, basically an agreement. Like, okay, I broke her. She's all the way in with us now. Yep. Yeah, because she didn't want to eat it. She, she was, Go ahead. Oh, she didn't want to eat it. She was like, if you don't eat, that means you get weak. 
And if you yeah. get weak, you're not good for the system. Yep. Mm-hmm. She should have asked her how much everything costs. Like what? That's what I'm gonna say. I want to know the rates and the wages. <laughs> what are the bo- what's how the much am I system? making? This feels like prison wages. Well, you work all day for eight hours, and they be like, "All right, you made seventy four cents." You're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. How much is saving my life that I didn't ask you to say worth? Right. Two, two more days of working, you can get an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, that was Beth's old point. Was like, I didn't ask you to do this. Yeah. And how much? And what do you do to earn money? Like, I want to change jobs. Like, mm-hmm. how can I switch what I'm doing? And Don's whole thing was like, well, we already saved. We already spent resources saving you. So you can't get. You can't not. You can't just leave. Um, but I would have been like, you gonna subtract that slap from what y'all owe me? <laughs> yup. Like, I, yeah, I feel like that slap was, <laughs> yeah. I ain't do nothing to earn that slap and y'all should take something off the top. Yeah. And y'all owe me for my original clothes way more, cost way more than this shit y'all got me in these scrubs. Mm-hmm. $10, <laughs> $10 at Walmart. And Scriber Esk on Twitter said, Don is Sally Mae. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you go owe her till you die, bitch. Um, so then, um, she, uh, Beth in more effort to like, you know, say to, to get some money to, to work her way out of slavery. She goes and cleans up uh, Joan's room. And there's a ton of blood on the floor from when they cut her arm off. I guess it's been leaking or whatever. And so she starts humming one of her songs, one of her slave spirituals. And, uh, mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. Old master picked this cotton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and that was when Joan, like, Joan kind of woke up. And so Beth stopped singing. was like, am I bad? I didn't mean to wake you up. And Joan was like, no, I'll keep singing. I like it. And um, she, Joan, you know, and that's when uh, Beth's like, yo, tell me the deal with this place. What's really up? Right. And Joan's like, yo. Um, it's not, Dawn doesn't really run this place the way she should. She could run it with an iron fist, but she basically lets the men that work under her, and she didn't come out and say it, but the show implied it, which is she lets these dudes get away with raping the women and taking advantage of people, the weaker people here. Right. Not because she has to, but because it's easier than doing it the right way. So we're, she just turns a blind eye to the fact that we're victims, but these motherfuckers are getting more and more out of control. They think they're the ones that are really in charge now, and it's all her fault because she's letting it happen. She doesn't mm-hmm. protect or help women at all, which uh, I thought was like, you know, message or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when um, when Beth specifically asked her, what did he do to you? She says it doesn't matter. And all I could think was, oh, motherfucker, it matters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it definitely matters. Like, was it anal? Right. Or was it just oral? What was the problem? Right. I need to know what to expect. <laughs> was he yeah. trying to bring one of his friends in? Like, what? Right. It right. matters a lot. Was they doing what they did on Scandal the Ask for Tower? Right. It don't matter to <laughs> Yeah. It don't matter to you. It matters to me, though. Um, and Leonard Brothers said, in some ways, this is a bit creepier than Terminus and even Woodbury. At least we had an idea what they were about. Well, I know what we're oh, about right. at Slab Town. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're about that rape. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, my man Intergalactic Q said, the ho- this hospital's like being signed to Bad Boy Records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kept closing the studio. Take that, take that. Um, Beth about to spit that high fire. Yep. Uh, and then I got in trouble on Twitter because somebody was tweeting something like, oh, 
you know this episode is boring or something like that and i was like what you need more rape right <laughs> like this is the, the most scariest episode i'm on my fuck i'm on pins and needles um but i think she misunderstood that as if i was trying to say you need more rape like you need to be raped or something uh and then my followers so start right and then my followers start chiming in like like i like seeing how obvious the misunderstanding was and i was just like please don't because she was making it a whole thing and right I, my goal wasn't to try to make it a thing i mm-hmm. thought it, i thought it would just be kind of funny we'd move over move on with it and she was like you need to be careful who you tweet the rape at and i was like all right got it won't happen again like don't want to fight you know what i mean uh want to watch the show and now we're getting out she track said to me to have a nice day or you need to smile more Comments. So, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just, two minutes of those. So, I just left it alone because I didn't want to fight or anything. And plus, it really was a misunderstanding. Uh, and normally, people that use the hashtag day walking, which we came up with, mm-hmm. typically are hip to the show and they know the kind of humor and shit we do. But right. I think at this point, the hashtags move beyond that. And now we got people that don't even fuck with the show that somehow. It's just uh, it's in the hashtag. Yeah. Right. So, um, they uh they cut to bed uh beth working on a bed uh cleaning the sheets and i was like whose bed is she working on and i guess it was hers it was because that's where she stays keep your room clean do your chores and she got she was looking in the mirror like chilling and i think she you could tell she started thinking about something so she went and checked the corner of her bed because obviously noah does the, the laundry and he must change the sheets and stuff so he changed those sheets he must leave her a lollipop every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So she went to go check to see if the lollipop was in there, and she couldn't find it. And that's when old Officer Sodomy came creeping in. <laughs> he does it because he cares. Officer Rapey. Yeah, Officer. And the thing is, his his accent with the soul slutting accent kept reminding me of Deliverance. It was like the the one accent you don't want to get raped to the <laughs> most. No. Yeah. Don't you yeah. love Officer Gorman? Yeah. No. So he came in, he comes in, and he's like, uh, you looking for something? And she was like, nah, I'm good. He was like, you sure? Can't remind you of something. No, just trying to turn 15. Yeah. That's right. all. Right, just trying to stay a virgin <laughs> my whole life till I find someone to marry. Yeah, well, uh, I got this lollipop here. You sure you're not looking for this? He opened it up and put it in his mouth, start sucking on it. Lick it like a lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell. And then, because uh, once he started sucking, I was like, ugh. <laughs> you, you can have it. Yeah, yeah, you get that shit. <laughs> you know, Ebola going around. Uh, so he was like, you know, maybe you uh need to be reminded. Open up your mouth and suck on this lollipop. And he was trying to stick it in her mouth all like, like disgusting. And Beth was looking like no. And uh he like she eventually let him put it in his mouth because he was just basically shoving it in there. <laughs> you could right. tell he was single pre apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he watched the you know, he, he watched the like bros. Huh? He's one of them dude bros. He watched that hardcore porn. Yeah, you can tell he watched Ghetto Gaggers. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he watched that porn. They not fucking, they working out. He's like, yeah. God damn. He's like, I can't watch porn unless the woman gets completely demeaned and humiliated. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was like, you know, sticking it in her mouth. Like, you know, and so Beth's face was, by the way, great acting. 
right her face was my my face and oh, everybody else's face right, that like was this, this fucking disgusting it was like oh creep nigga get off me <laughs> right <laughs> Um, stranger danger stranger right. danger and so finally the doctor had a backbone he came in the last second and was like hey get away from her and the gorman, gorman turned around and was like um fuck you gonna do doc and the doctor was like look man that's mine hashtag your cases <laughs> <laughs> and gorman was like the girl should have been mine and i was like you know what the doctor doing his best you know what I mean? Because his whole argument was basically, I guess they have a system where you bring, they bring somebody in that gets assigned to a certain job. And if you get assigned to Gorman's job, it's fucking. Apparently <laughs> so. Because apparently we find out now that's why Joan left. Because he's like, Jones, he's like, he's like, she's not yours. And Jones never going to be yours again or something like that. Yeah. I can't consider what he want to do fucking though. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever, right? He owes some other stuff. Yeah, it's some, it's some, it's some terrible shit. I can't cosign with this. Look, I can't cosign what he doing. Yeah, he a rapist. And I normally cosign anything they do. I can't, I can't even cosign what he doing. Yeah, unless he throws 12 touchdowns over the last two weeks of the NFL season. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you can't just get away with shit like this. Nope. So he's like, um, you know, watch your back, doc. And doc is like, yeah, well, try not to get bit, cause guess who gotta fix your dumb ass up? And he's like, oh, I think somebody else will fix me up. I ain't worried about it. He's like, cause you ain't gonna be here. And then that's when, um, Dawn comes up with her other officer, and she's like, Gorman, come on, we gotta go do something. And he's like, and she ain't gonna be in charge either. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hell, Gorman about to take, you about to take her on patrol and have a Dick Cheney accident. And I told Turk then, I say, see, she threatened both of them in both of their faces and they ain't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. There's no way that happens. What do you mean? Like, there's no way. Like, I can understand him threatening the doctor. Don probably used to that. But you're going to threaten me to my face? I ain't going to be here either? Fuck you mean? We need to handle this See, now. that was a thing. I thought from the blocking on the... Well, uh, not to get too technical. Uh, I thought from the way they had him positioned with the camera that they were trying to say that he could hear what what she said what the doctor could hear what gorman said but not her Nah, she heard right. that was the I, way i, 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 I read I it i don't think she heard either she because heard. Yeah. she was kind of walking up behind like coming from like out of the blue now that being said justin she i, I it read amb- ambiguous to me like i because I, I immediately thought well she must not have heard him and then my second thought was well if she did hear him she would have acted like she didn't hear him Cause she's not in control for real. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong, Justin. I'm just saying this is how I read it. You know what I mean? Like, as far as I know, yeah, she could have. maybe she did hear. I will, I wish they would have asked that question and talking dad. Like, did she hear Gorman? It gotta be one of them issues where he, you drive, I'm gonna sit in the back seat as a woman should, and then I shoot him in the back of the head before he put the car and drive. Yeah, you gotta put Gorman down <laughs> like an animal. Like, yeah. he's just a wild animal. I don't yeah. know how good he must be out there in the zombie apocalypse, but no. Mm-mm. It ain't worth it. Show sure ain't. Mm-hmm. Um. So Beth, like after you know this situation passes and they leave, uh, Gorman leaves and she looks at the doctor like, "Why are you staying here?" And I said, "You know what, Beth? That's a great fucking question. <laughs> that is a great question. What is the point?" Um. And we basically find out, you know, that it's because 
he's got the most cushiest position in the hospital yeah what you already knew he'll, he he can't survive out there yeah he basically was like man it's better than trying to live like he takes it down to like the 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 Five, ventilation ducts and they look at the zombies on the other side he's like somehow i'll just come down here and look at the zombies and shit <laughs> and she's like for what though and he's like let me tell you a story then he takes her ass upstairs and he's like um they go to the <laughs> roof where it's safe yeah, they go to the rooftop, and he's like, and I noticed they was growing some plants on the roof, so I wonder if that was food. But anyway. Probably was. They go to the rooftop, and he's like, um, look, man, I'm going to be real with you. We had a little group. We used to take care of people and shit, help them out. Um, one day, we ran across a person that needed some help. They had, like, napalm in their clothes, and they was all fucked up. So we made a, they had a lot of supplies, so we made a deal. We started taking supplies from them. Uh, in order to take care of them, to help them heal from their injuries. And um, eventually shit got out of control. Whoever the man was that was in charge, he lost it. And Dawn was the person that put him down. So she became the person in charge. Um, And he was kind of like, his whole thing was like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I could be out here having to fight zombies. Right. And in the beginning, Beth did walk up to him when he was talking about how he was playing music and this shit wasn't organized and all this. And Beth was like, you know, well, shit, if you bored, if you comfortable enough to be bored, then you winning in the zombie apocalypse because I never was bored. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Coming from where Beth came from, men, other than Tyrese, the rest of the men was really killers. You know what I mean? Like, even her dad, he was out there killing people with one leg. Well, I'm saying, like, uh-huh. maybe that's why I thought at first maybe she had to come up. Because, like, if, if you can sit around listening to music with electricity and talk about how you hate your boss, then your ass is living white privilege in the zombie apocalypse. Yes, you are. Like, that dude... You ain't got no real problems. Yeah, dude was like, I'm just in here listening to this album, and, you know, he got a painting on his wall and shit. And she was like, you know, he was she, he was like, I found this painting, I bought it garbage, we brought it back. Um, and she that, uh, Beth was like, what you need a paint for? He was like... Well, I know it's not painting is about isn't about survival, but you know art basically is one of those luxuries that you get uh, when humanity has time to rise above. And Beth was like, "You don't think we could rise above this?" And then she was like, "I sing, I still sing, like, and which put that singing thing into perspective for me too." Mm-hmm. But see, Beth, one of them girls though that you can take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the girl. Um, so she's not going to be comfortable in an environment like that. Oh yeah, I agree. But I'm just saying come up is a come up. And actually, no, I disagree. She would be comfortable if it wasn't for the rape. She absolutely could stay there. She's actually probably be more comfortable in the hospital than she would have been in a prison. Nope. It's that she whole, fit right in with the prison too. It's that whole Owen thing. Like you, like I'm white and I'm privileged. You do for me because of those reasons. Not nope. Cause I'm nope. It's that not. Nah, nope. I'm telling you. If you take out the rape, she would have been okay. I don't know. Yeah. If she really thought that there was a chance she could, like, uh, pay her wages off and, like, you know what I mean? Just fit in. At one point, at some point, you'd be able to come and go as you please. She would have, I think she would have no. been way more comfortable there. Her previous system was daddy, daddy, and taking, and ba- being a babysitter. Yeah. Um, but that was, I mean, that's what you need. And that's because she wanted to, not because she had to. Well, she still took care of Judith, man. Can't take that away from her. Um, so, um, 
it oh what what else have it oh yeah so um my man dr steven says uh you know why don't you take the rest of the day off yeah but before you do that go down there and give gavin some uh clozapine and she's like all right cool let me go give him some clozapine everybody hates chris is in there and shit he's like what's up girl uh she's like no i'm just chilling you know how we do um Mm -hmm. we need to uh you know um you know sorry about the lollipop oh wait a minute the patient starts dying having a seizure right um and so right as the patient starts passing out and dying i'm thinking to myself this is why you go to medical school (laughs) correct you know and uh she and beth shows i mean dawn shows up and immediately assumes somebody fucked up dude couldn't have just died on his own it was somebody fucked up and she was right somebody did fuck up you know um beth apparently gave him the quote-unquote wrong drug which caused the dude to die the doctor comes in and says you know uh, what happened? The Don uh, is like, what's happened? What happened? Uh, and then everybody hates Chris. Is like, you know what? Everybody already hates me anyway. This can't be no worse than what Tatina Arnold used to do to me. So <laughs> he's like, it was me that fucked up. I was mopping. I was clumsy. I knocked the life support system off, and he died. And um, uh, Don's like, okay, take him to the office. We're gonna beat him up. And Beth's like, no, don't. That's not what happened. The doctor's like, let it go. Let him go. Yeah, shut up, bitch. Shut right. up. Uh, black people used to getting beat. She's just going to change his name to Toby. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. He's okay <laughs> She's going to kill him. He, he likes He's it like valuable property. Right. He should have kept her clothes neat and separated. So, uh, you know, they, uh, um, you know, they, 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 they take him out and they, you can hear him getting beat and shit. <laughs> um, so uh she was like you know um what was it oh so beth comes up to the doctor and uh she was like no she tells she's like i made a mistake to don it was just a mistake what can't you let chris go and she was like oh no will go and don's like a good man's mistake almost ended everything for us and then she walks off with chris and then the doctor basically is like um Beth, you know, what happened? Beth's like, I gave him the clozapine. He's like, no. Clonazepam, bitch. God, you stupid. Can't you hear? She's like, nah, you said clozapine. He's like, nope, I said clozapam. You say tomato, I say tomato. I was like, that nigga ain't shit. He purposely killed that dude. That's what I said to the doctor. Must have wanted the guy to die. Right. Or maybe he wants Beth to owe him as well. I wasn't sure at the time, but something like that. So Don shows up uh, to Beth's room and she's like, you know, I know everybody hates Chris was lying. <laughs> and uh, she's like, how'd, how'd you know that or whatever? She's like, because he's too neat. Uh, he, he never makes mistakes like that. And I know he did it to protect you. The lie. And I'm like, obviously she saw through that lie. That lie was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and, she, and he's like, you know, he thinks he's doing the greater good. The thing is, you're not the greater good. You're weak. I said, you better watch who you calling weak. 
Ain't that the truth? She from that that Rick group. <laughs> from that Rick clan. Yeah. Last time I checked, Rick group ain't nobody weak in Rick group. Right. That Rick crew. Even the kids out here killers. Rick gang. Yeah. Come yeah. fuck you up. I'm talking about even the two girls that Carol had to kill. Yeah. Right. They was gangsters. They was killers too. Now. Um. So you know, and Dawn's like the worst kind of evil. The one that convinces you that they're doing you a favor, but they're preying on your weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitt Romney. Right. And, um, you know, she basically was like, you know, you need to uh, start letting people, you know, helping out, doing more around here because you're weak and you're not helping anybody and you're not a good person and all this shit. Um, so... The uh so so then that's when Beth meets up with Noah and like, Oh, we definitely escaping. Mm-hmm. Like we need to get the fuck out of she here. She was like, I am down for the for, for the Underground Railroad when we leave. I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't believe you in the beginning. Right. right. You warned me. It's just you know, I'm not used to being around a lot of black people, so I had to figure you out first. But you know what? You're all right with me. Right. Yeah, as far as far as they concerned, we 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 both Negroes. Let's 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 roll. So he's like, well, we need the key to like the basement or whatever. And she's like, all right, I'll get the key. You get the sheets. We'll meet back at the elevator shaft. We'll climb down. That's the plan. And that's what made me remember the significance of her not giving, allowing Beth to go and get the medical um that syringe that time to save that doctor. When she snatched the keys out of her hand, because I was like, she don't want her getting used to um, knowing what the, what the keys are for. Right. So Beth goes into the office, looks through the desk of uh, Officer Don, uh, and she finds uh, at the jimmying, she actually took a, a ruler or something and jimmied the lock herself. At the jimmying the lock, she opens it up, uh, the desk, and finds a key for the basement. And she turns to leave, and that's when Officer Roethlisberger shows up. No, she sees old girl killed herself. Oh, you're right, Karen. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely sorry. Joan had killed herself. Mm-hmm. She's laying underneath the desk, yep. and she cut her wrist. Now, is it me, or do y'all think Joan was using herself as a weapon? Yeah, she did it on purpose. Yeah, I think she killed herself there so that hopefully she could wake up as a zombie and eat. <gasps> Uh, Don and somebody, or, yeah, walk or, in there and she was yeah. like, "I'm gonna fuck you." And up. I was mad. Beth Eat Don take- or or Gorman. I don't know. You okay, know, I was mad. Is. Beth didn't take all the keys. It was like five different colored keys in that little drawer. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Take all the keys." How yeah, you know which but she one knew which one it was for some reason. I don't know how, and I thought the same thing. I would have took all the keys. Take all the keys, even even if you don't Did need them. Did he tell them, her the specific kind? Or he said basement. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Either way, I, take all the keys. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, I didn't have that much of a problem with it, but yeah, I would have took all the keys. Or maybe where she was like, hey, if anybody come in here behind me and they see all the keys gone, we're going to have right. issues. All right, they might not notice one key. Right. Um. So Officer Roethlisberger comes in, um, and he's like, uh, well, 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 I see you up in here doing some shit you got no business doing mm-hmm. he was, she was like no don sent me to get something for her. now see that's when you ran the out route when you should have zigged and zagged mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have ran a hook but uh don't worry i'm still gonna sack you i'm about to show you mm-hmm. how to play right still gonna deliver the balls no oh, lord so oh, uh oh, justice mm-hmm so he's like you know it ain't gotta be a big deal i can look the other way on whatever you're doing in here um, if you know, you're willing to come up off of some of them draws. 
and beth gets real quiet and of course he starts creeping up on her oh. puts his hand up underneath her uh her shirt, shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like you know joan wasn't a team player but i can see now that you're not gonna be a problem because you're not a fighter so basically he's been beating up and raping joan and mm-hmm. you know and he's about to just uh like he's looking at her at beth like well since you're gonna come along willingly uh i'm i'm gonna be raping you all the time how old are you and how old are you again never mind never mind don't mm. answer that i don't care it don't <laughs> <Yeah>. matter <laughs> no age, of- age of consent don't matter in zombie apocalypse um that's the one law we not gonna follow so i tweeted right. at this time i was like please 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 zombie john wake up and eat this nigga and like right before he came in i think um you notice her open her eyes and do one of the zombies twitched yeah, her, yeah. Arm, her arm was twitching and shit like that. So, um, right when Gorman said Beth wasn't a fighter, Gorman gets hit upside the head with the lollipop jar. Yeah, she falls did. onto the floor and Joan eats his neck. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm like, that's what you get, you rapey motherfucker. Right. And way to go, Joan. And and in death, you get the revenge you couldn't in life. Yeah, and I think, like you said, she probably purposely did that. And I yep. was I was hoping this was going to create the chaos it did, like at the governor's place when the zombies got loose, mm-hmm. uh, and the people didn't know how to deal with this situation. Well, it was just two zombies, right? But that's all it take. Mm. Well, Rick and um, it was funny though because Rick and um, Daryl trained her up so good, yeah, that it was never a question to me that she could get out of that. Well, not right. her, but I mean, just create chaos within the hospital. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, everybody's now everybody. And it kinda did. It kinda did. Yeah, it, I mean it you heard it in the background. Long enough for yep. them to get away. Yeah, so everybody hates Chris and Beth meet up at the elevator. Um they they he has a he has the sheets to tie around something and drop her down. And then she has a flashlight and a gun, because she got a gun off of Gordon before he died. Mm-hmm. Um they go down the elevator shaft, she gets down to the bottom first. She's very careful. Everybody hates Chris starts going down the elevator shaft, and that's when the zombie reached out <laughs> through the doors of the elevator shaft, grabbed his arm, and shake it free, he actually falls down the rest of the shaft, injuring his leg, and that's when I realized something. Noah is the middle name of RG3. <laughs> <laughs> so that would explain why he had the injury when he got there, and then when he tried to make a move, he got hurt again. And try to play through it, you know, and that made a lot of sense. And I kept thinking, I thought you was brave. You you didn't even think ahead. Where's your weapon? That's how brave he was. He just like I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, but you're right. He didn't even have a weapon. Like Mm -hmm. you thought, you thought ahead to tie tie all the towels together. You had this plan. Now, one time did you think you was going to need a weapon while you was out here running in the woods? And you want to know what was weird to me, too? I didn't mean to skip over this, but Beth's poker face was so terrible. <laughs> right. When she walked down the hallway and saw Don heading towards her office, and she was like, yeah, Joan and uh Officer um Gorman went in there looking for you. Because she just, her eyes are so big, and she stared Don all the way in the face. And Don was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What you looking at? Right, you know what? And also, she actually looked down and realized she had blood on her uh, shoe. 
and remember how dude told her how she likes it all neat and clean she was like fuck she gonna look at my feet and see right. this goddamn blood but apparently she didn't right probably because she stared her in her eyes right um so um yeah so but she did manage to send dawn into the walker trap so that was good. right and then that's when you heard the chaos the chaos the Roger was talking about in the background when mm-hmm. they walked in there and seen two zombies for a second when they were looking over the elevator shaft i was wondering if beth was thinking about jump jumping because they didn't tell you what the plan was right away true um but um yeah so and and she has been suicidal in the past past and joe and there dawn even cut even pointed that out to her because she was like you know, you're not a higher cause. You're not worth anything. You're just a piece of shit because you, and you're going to pull down people that are worth something. You were going to kill yourself out there in the zombie apocalypse. And she looked at the cuts across her wrist. Um, yeah, it's like, you don't realize she might not be like, I guess, gangster, but she not that person no more. Like, she's a lot stronger than that person. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so Noah Noah fell, pulled an RG three, um, got up, and in the basement, man, they had a very intense scene where Beth basically beasted, man. She just had all headshots on all the zombies because she'd been trained, man. So they got to the door, they opened it up, they went outside, eyes adjusted for sunlight, um, you know, um, so that was cool. Um, nothing but headshots for her. Um, and then she, R- she be knowing she got trained well. And then RG three Noah. Who told you how to shot shoot somebody like that? Rick, show me. <laughs> I thought it was Daryl that shot her. Taught her how to shoot. It was. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Daryl taught her with the crossbow and shit. How to shoot? How to shoot yeah. a gun? I don't know if she ever learned how to get a gun, shoot guns with Rick specifically, but okay. Oh, maybe her, maybe from her dad being out there on the farm and shit. I don't know. I just don't think they ever did it, but she was good enough with the crossbow that she could do it with the gun. So, and so, um, they transition. So then, um, everybody hates Chris. Noah has one of the most, I mean, if not the most ever, uh, just beautiful magical negro movie mu, mu, uh moments in tv history beth set him free she was like i might not get free but negro run negro run here's what's funny she wasn't trying to set him free <laughs> so let's stop that he overcame the torn acl to make it 100 yards to the touchdown to the promised land. Yeah. You and know. he left that white girl there to fend for himself. <laughs> but you know what? She smiled. So I really do think that she was like, at least one of us is getting yeah, free. I don't smiled. think that might not have been her intentions at right. first. She wanted to get free too, and let's not act like she didn't. No, I'm not saying she did The didn't. police even showed up and grabbed her and took her ass back. Ah! But she saved that black man by happenstance. As most progress with racism and white people happens in the world. And I felt like she made up for a lot of white feminism online. Sacrificed everything for a black man and smiled. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, oh, and didn't he say he was going to Richmond too? Yep, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, he said he was going like, to Richmond, Virginia. Oh, shit now. Where his mom uh, was from. Um, And that was excellent writing because all of us thought that they'd save the pure area and white woman to let the nigga die. Don't lie. <laughs> don't don't sit up here and lie to me. Yeah, Y'all I thought all he was zombie me. I just knew he yeah. was zombie me. I said he gonna die and he and he gonna die in the most noblest like don't worry about me. Save yourself. 
my mama don't need to see her son ah and he was like nope bye thanks white girl <laughs> meet me <laughs> bye bitch what do we would have got to the what do we would have got to the fence and stopped living and ran <laughs> oh, that so fucked up uh but yeah uh so he gets away she starts smiling um and i was wondering like maybe that's who daryl ran into noah yeah him, him and carol i i really do think that they ran into him they end up having a conversation and said her name or mentioned something i think this is probably gonna i think when um uh, well well never mind my, my, i take my predictions later i'm sorry yeah but um he it, i love the writing for that that part of the episode because it made me root for somebody and like somebody i never had before and that was beth like beth basically became a hero to me because she sacrificed herself for the greater good and she wasn't bitter about it no she wasn't and like i said I, I don't have that disdain and that hate in my heart towards beth like a lot of people have a lot of people just just hate the character can't stand the character and they was like this is boring and shit like that but i think it has more to do with they just don't like and care for the character then they went upstairs beth ran uh read Don the truth read her the tea yes she did about herself and said you up here letting them rape us and shit right. you think it's all good you ain't in charge uh, you supposed to stand for something and you just sitting up here doing whatever. And Don looked down at a picture of her and I don't know if that was her husband or some dude. I think and it was. She had that moment of reflection like, damn, I really ain't shit. <laughs> and maybe I thought for a second, maybe she could be the bigger person and realize I ain't shit, but it's never too late to change. But nope, she said, I ain't shit. And bitch, don't remind me. And knocked her ass out. <laughs> yeah, she did. She knocked Beth's ass out. Beth woke up. Um, and uh, she went to the doctor's office or whatever. And she was like, not giving a fuck anymore. Yeah. So like, she figured out the doctor's murder angle and was like, um, how did you know that Gavin dude was a doctor? And he was stopped in his path like, huh, uh, what? Say what now, baby? She's smarter than I thought she is. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I know he a doctor because that's why you had me kill him. That's why you mm-hmm. made him die. And then he said, well, you know, uh, when they arrested Christ, Peter denied being one of his <laughs> disciples. I'm like, yeah, but what does that got to do with you being yeah. a coward? Right. So now you compare yourself to, <laughs> to biblical yeah. figures. <laughs> right. Ain't you more like Judas? <laughs> Um, Beth looked, and I noticed in this scene, for me, Beth looked so much more grown. Mm-hmm. Like she had been through something. Kind of like how every week we check in on Carl and he's five years older. Right. Mm-hmm. It felt like that, where it's like, this is Beth's moment to be like, I'm not a little girl anymore. I understand the world's cruel. And, you know, you have to fend for yourself. Um, so, uh, you know oh yeah yeah so next day um what was it? oh so then she goes into the hallway she's got like some scissors or needles or something yeah i think she didn't reflect and she was gonna doctor. stab that doctor up or something Doc, that doctor don one of them was about to get the business and before she could they see she sees that they're willing in a new person well, hold on right there was when i was like i do want beth to live now like all pride of that i wanted her to die i still even though she saved you know our little nigga friend um I was still wanting her to die. But at that moment, I was like, no, she got to live. She has to live. All in that moment when she grabbed the, um, them scissors. 
or a knife, whatever that was. Mm. Um, so yeah, they, um, do the, everybody, you know, uh, I mean, they do the, um, what do you call it? Uh, thing where it looks like maybe she's gonna stab him, maybe not. Then they do like the blurry, who's this they're pulling in? It turns out it's Carol. Carol's being pulled into the hospital. She looked like she's been injured or passed out or something. And that's the end of the episode. Did Carol look like she was smiling to you when they wheeled her past? Uh, Carol looked like she's always smiling to me. That's and, uh, cause, you know, it's, it's like that crazy person, like, I'm gonna kill everybody's smile. Right. Right. It, and, but it looked like she was, like, she, like it was intentional. And they, and it worked. Like, sure. like Carol intentionally got trapped by them and it worked. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's the, that's the way that smirk looked to me. She like she had mm-hmm. a smirk on her face. Like, yeah, all I know is when she wake up, everybody dying. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and ain't gonna be no talking and shit like that. If, if her and, uh, everybody hate Chris would have, would have, would have had that same issue with Beth, they both would have got out. Yeah, I mean, there were some mysteries to me. I mean, obviously, Don is a bad leader and a complete figurehead. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they didn't cover some of the stuff like, who cuts Noah's hair? <laughs> I mean, his edge up was a bit fresh. For the zombie for apocalypse? For zombie apocalypse, where, you know, like, is there a barber that's on pay to? A lot better be. than Bob's. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, all right, man, let's talk about it. what do y'all think's going what are y'all looking forward to next week? Um, what do y'all think? Did this give you any clue as to who's coming out of the woods with Daryl, maybe? Justin. Yeah, I feel like it's... Oh, uh, wait, no, 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 sorry. Karen, you go first. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Noah and Beth. I think that um, Carol ends up uh, dying trying to help um, Beth escape. Justin, I I feel like it's Noah and um, Daryl in the woods, but I feel like Beth and Carol are gonna escape, and they're gonna head to DC, um, and catch up with the group in DC or some other time, because they keep making. And I feel like they, it's gonna take another episode, a full episode of them showing that, but it won't and, be next week. And, and you know, I I don't think that, and the reason why is because. When uh, Dale met with Michonne, it was somebody that she knew. She doesn't know Noah. Um, you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? When Daryl came out, he was like, come on out, guys. And it was one of those things where... I thought he just said, come on out. Oh, I come, don't even think oh, he said oh, guys at all. Oh, come yeah, on, come on out. But I'm assuming it's somebody that they know. Because, you know, cause other than that, she'd be like, who are you? Well, we'll see. I don't know about that. But this is my, this is my, we all have our theories. My theory is that, um, I think, uh, they're still fucking with time. Okay. And I would not be surprised. This is a kind of a far fetched theory, but follow me. I wouldn't be surprised if that moment happens before Carol gets caught at the hospital. I feel like what if that's when they introduce Noah to the group or, you know, even Noah and Carol, because no, Carol might be helping Noah since he hit, injured his leg. So she might be helping him walk through the woods. And then that's when the whole group devises a plan to have Carol infiltrate the um, the hospital. And then they all go in there and get Beth. That's my okay. guess. That's smart. That's smart. But uh, that because they, they, they keep messing with the time. 
and we don't really know when anything is happening mm-hmm. necessarily. We just know it's around the same time frame. Right. right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went, because this was a flashback episode. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of went back and then the episode actually ends after that other episode. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, next week looks like we're going to get some Abraham and the bus group. Yeah, don't look like the bus got far. Mm-hmm. The wheels on the bus went round and went flat. <laughs> yeah, he um that plan didn't work out so well, uh, cause he took he took um a group of people with him that they have to be forced into wanting to be killers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he 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 got people that can fuck shit up. Like he ain't got no, you know, even though they was disturbed by uh, ricking them fucking the people up, they can fuck shit up too. They can, but not on the same level. Yeah, nobody like they, fucks it up with Rick. Yeah, they like they back have to be against the wall before they want to start killing things. We That's did. True. We did get an email. Uh, hashtag day walking from Hermitish. Hi guys, catching up on Epps and loving the Walking Dead recast. Luckily, we are only a day behind you in the UK with the series. You were discussing the potential outline of a spinoff show, and I instantly thought about World War Z. If you haven't read it, I'd recommend it or listen to the audiobook, which is pretty great. Not so keen on the film. Yeah, I saw the film. The film didn't was like it. terrible. Basically, how the plague started, how things went from shit, uh, went to shit from several viewpoints. Living with zombies, then slowly walking back to take over from them. Maybe not the last bit for the Walking Dead universe. It'll, it'll be kind of similar to the different group each week approach. I'd like to see their idea how many things went how on how things went south so quickly. Maybe too expensive for TV, but I love to see a faithful adaptation of that book. Uh, that sounds cool, man. Uh, I don't know if I'll read that or not, but I appreciate the recommendation, my mm-hmm. man or my woman, because I'm not sure what your gender is from that name. Um, all right, man, we do have some articles to get to, man. Let's talk about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh. First one, um, there's this video going around of a woman who was abducted on the street while trying to catch the bus, or actually getting off the bus. Uh, she was, I guess, coming from work. She typically phones her boyfriend um, uh, and lets him know that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm at the bus stop, I'm okay, or whatever. And, you know, you see women do this a lot, where they actually talk on the phone to somebody the entire time that they're out. Right. So that they can know, like, if something happens to me. Another reason that, you know, street harassing and approaching women randomly is a bigger issue than you think. Mm-hmm. A lot of women may have accepted this, and it may just feel like it's part of life, but there's a reason that you're doing that. It's because you know it's not really safe out here, and you don't mm-hmm. want to run the risk of walking into some crazy motherfucker. Right. Well, and if something happens, somebody's on the other end of the phone. Well, as you can see in this video, a guy um, uh, abducted a lady. He pulls in, he pulls up like down the block from a bus stop. Um, uh, and actually, they have a description here in the video. Let me see. It's on Sunday, November second, two thousand fourteen, at approximately nine forty p.m. Police responded to the one hundred block of West Coulter Street for a report of an abduction. A witness was located and stated that he observed a female identified as a complainant, Carlisha Freeland Gaither, yelping, uh, yelling for help and being forced into a four-door vehicle, possibly a gray colored four tars. As the complainant was being forced to the vehicle, the complainant's glass and, se- and cell, glasses and cell phone, um, were dropped onto the highway. 
just before the vehicle pulled off the driver and the passenger side rear windows were broken out by the complaint uh by the complainant so um you know that's that's basically it the video is silent um so uh you know i'll play it for y'all so in the studio if y'all want to see it but um basically it's exactly what i illustrated a guy pulls up and, and it's clear from the fact that where he pulls up in parks that th- this is something that he planned you know what i mean like it's not a he's been watching her for a while yeah right. or, or watching the bus stop or watching the routine and know people's timing yeah and maybe even he was like because he, he he was right ahead of where the bus was so or maybe he like you know planned it like okay i'm gonna be you know the bus stops here um let me just get in front of it go up the street park and wait so he does go park i think you can see kind of right here the bus is um that's where the bus is and it's dropping her off um and she starts walking around the corner and you can see him walking like in the dark around the corner kind of where nobody can really see him you know um it looks like a red light or whatever um and like where is it at when we get to the point where she he approached okay that's her right there and he approached her and she starts running right now here's the thing at this moment i just want to say before anything else happens how the fuck is she supposed to know he's dangerous compared to the other dudes that just say hi you don't know the difference you all look the fucking same to 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 women right i need dudes to really internalize that you know what i mean like this is somebody's worst nightmare she has a boyfriend this is his worst nightmare too you know what I mean? If you care about a woman, this is one of the worst things you could ever think of happening to them. And she don't know the dude that just saying hi or the dude that's coming over to be threatening. Meanwhile, you're just thinking how good of a guy you are. Right. Even though you ultimately just want to get some pussy too. And it's probably going to be annoying because she's probably not trying to holler at your ass anyway. But the point being, it's actually a dangerous and scary situation for women mm-hmm. to be approached like this on the street randomly right because this is the nightmare scenario the same way like i said brothers can understand how every time the cops pull us over we feel scared even though if you statistically look at it we probably got a much lower percentage chance of actually anything happening to us when we interact with the police you know what i mean like the odds of a police just hauling off and shooting me are actually pretty low considering how many black people they deal with on a daily basis and pull over and harass or whatever but I still get scared. Like, Every I hope this time. isn't the time. I hope this isn't the time. So, uh, yeah, she tries to like do the thing where you kind of speed walk away. He pretty much ran across the street to get her. He grabs her. Um, she struggles with him. I guess that's where she loses her phone and glasses somewhere around here. And she's fighting against him and he's leading her towards that must be her phone or something but he's leading her towards the fucking car right because he's bigger and fucking stronger than her what do people don't understand about right. that she falls to the ground tries to kick him off of her and he's just you know manhandling her strong arming her in right here's what's weird this car comes another car comes turns down this road right mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a accomplice i don't know if it's a witness or what but he turns down the road and kind of you can tell he sees the struggle Cause he stops his car right there in the middle of the street. Him or her. Then they stay there for a while. While this struggle isn't continuing, they don't want to even walk past or 
whatever maybe they're not seeing what's happening i don't know maybe they're looking for the and they're actually fighting because you can see like the bumper the bumper of the car moving right so they're actually probably battling like they even said that the the day back up the car backed out didn't even go past them like up nothing to see here back all the way back out of the alleyway like i said wow i don't know if they this may have been the person that called Maybe they were the witness. Okay. You know, maybe they got to see the license plate or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, the, but that's some scary-ass shit. Right. Uh, police have released security camera footage of a parent abduction. Our Kalisha Freeland, uh, Freeland Gaither from Philadelphia, Germantown, Penn Knox neighborhood. According to the 22-year-old family, she was just blocks away from her home when she was dragged into a car by an unknown man. Freeland Gaither was abducted Sunday night just before 10 p.m. local time. In a video released by police Monday, you can see her being dragged down the street, taken to a car. By the way, someone thought it was funny or whatever on the fucking uh, Twitter to be like, she practically helped them take her to the car. She wasn't. I mean, she might as well just walk them on in. And of course, Twitter went the fuck off on that person. Like, fuck you. You know, which is so, people just want to be attention or so bad. Like, you couldn't just see that and be like, that's terrible. You really got to come up with the other angle on it. You're not like you're on a comedy podcast as a light-skinned guest. You just on Twitter. <laughs> calls and shit. Um, so, uh. Next, next, next door. Yeah, so she, um. <laughs> oh, now you get offended. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, uh, she gets dragged, taken into the car, drops herself on the glasses in the struggle. Um, she kicked out the driver, uh, she kicked out the, kicked out the driver and passenger side rear windows in her attempt to flee. Um, a witness told police that they heard her screaming for help at the time of the abduction. I bet you that probably was that person that backed up. Yeah, the person also reports that Freeland Gaither was supposed to phone her boyfriend. Oh, so maybe it wasn't. Oh, the paper says that. She was supposed to call her boyfriend, but she didn't have time to make the call. Um, police have confirmed that her credit card was used at ATM in Maryland earlier this morning. Shit. Uh, the reward for her return has grown to a collective $42,000. The FBI, um, Philadelphia Mayor Michael Nutter, and the Fraternal Order of Police have all pledged money to, for Freeland Gaither's release. A description of the alleged abductor and their getaway car. Uh, he's a black male, 5'10", medium heavy build, 25 years of age, medium brown complexion, wearing a dark colored jacket with a dark colored hood, possibly a hooded sweatshirt underneath, dark colored hat, and dark colored pants. The vehicle describes a 2000 and 2002 Dark gray metallic four-door four tars with an unknown PA license number and unknown plate in on the front bumper, rear spoiler, and both driver and passenger side rear windows broken out. The vehicle is missing inspection stickers and has an unknown item in the center bottom of the front windshield. Um, so, yeah, Carl Freeman, her father, said, I don't care what anyone has to do, just let my daughter come home. But... You know, it's just one of those things where, like I said, man, we've been talking about street harassment and shit on the show for the last couple of weeks. And it's it's that thing where it's like, how the fuck is anyone supposed to tell the difference? You know, like there's a lot of men that will just go, well, someone just want to say hi to you. I mean, you can't say hi. No, nah, you really can't sometimes. Right, right. I don't, I don't know you. You're not saying hi to everybody. No, you're, you're not. You're saying hi to attractive women walking down the street. You're stopping their progress for some reason, and they don't know you. You're a stranger. I don't let strangers in my house. 
I don't even answer phone calls that I don't know the number from. You know, so we're going to act like women don't have a right to be like annoyed and fucking scared of random dudes approaching them on the street. It's fucking stupid, man. All right. Idiotic because you only think it from your perspective. Fuck her and how she feels. Right. And I, you know what? If that dude looked like Tyrese or Tay Diggs or Derek Jeter, it wouldn't fucking matter. Mm-mm. Still a fucking uh, at least kidnapper and hopefully not more. But who knows? Um, So. Let's talk about Lena Dunham. Okay. What else she done did? Uh, why for that other for that young lady? I yeah. hope she's found, and I hope the person that took her. Yeah, is I hope she's found alive too. Severely tortured. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because it has to get to that point before people go, oh yeah, okay, you know. And by the way, that's just one of many stories. A fourteen year old got ran over and killed in Florida. Some dude tried to holler at her from his car. She declined his advances. So he drove over with the car and killed her. Right. You know, this is always some shit, man. People, like I said, is if we started covering just these stories, the way that we already cover stuff like police killing an innocent black man, mm-hmm. uh, I think people would get the point like, oh, this is actually systematic and not really that random. This happens <laughs> all the time. Correct. And you wouldn't have people saying and doing it, ignorant and stupid shit, man. I I was listening to Words on 40 Acres, and Brandon, I guess, got into it with some people on this on Facebook about this topic. Mm-hmm. Facebook, which is like the worst place, because right. uh, it's, it's even worse than Twitter, for, in my opinion, because yes, people can go on forever. You can write like a seven-page fucking right. letter about the yeah, shit. In Twitter, you got to make it short and sweet. But it was sad, man. I really lost respect for people, like, because he was saying people's names, and I was just like, "Fuck, I know that person. Damn, I know that person." You know, it's sad. Like, honestly, to lose respect for so many people, man, I'm not above losing respect for you. I'm not above not fucking with you no more. I'm not above, um, you know, completely not wanting to work with you in any capacity over shit like this, man. You know, yeah, I'm very opinionated. Yep, I'm very um, stubborn at times, but I'm not one of those people that has to respect everybody's opinion. Some opinions are fucking stupid. Yes, they you are. Know? It's just like I wouldn't respect the opinion of somebody who's walking around going, all oh, black people are niggers. Well, you got to respect his opinion. No, I don't. I think it's ignorance and stupid. You know, I don't re- normally respect people's opinion if they're uh, whatever. Like, pick pick the pick the topic, you know. Um, and, and I think that people lose sight of that because they think there's some inherent value in and fucking entertaining opinion, uh, uh, just anybody's opinions. I don't know if y'all get the same level of trolls we do, but uh, the level the of trolls I deal with, no, there's no value in entertaining some opinions. Some shit you got to be black and white on, and this is one of mine, you know. Anyway, uh, Lena Dunham has uh, postponed her book tour. Good for America. <laughs> Have you heard about this story, though, Justin, or you just don't like Lena Dunham? Uh, I kind of just don't like her. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, um... um I, I did watch the first season of her show. Yeah, um, Girls. And, and then I was like, yeah, I don't get it. Understood. Um, and Understood. I and I got it, but I didn't get the hype behind it. It wasn't that good. It is yeah. overhyped. I don't even think there's any way to deny that. Um, and I liked the show for the first two or three seasons, but I didn't even watch the finale for last season because I just didn't care anymore. Um... And I don't have any issues with her casting or not having black people in her show or the show taking place in New York and not showcasing a lot of different ethnicities. I feel like it's extremely easy in America to carve out a group of people that's only 
just a bunch of white people hanging around with each other i don't think that's that hard at all yeah especially if you look at money and class and all this shit that gets thrown in there certain societal circuit uh, uh circles um not to mention most most of us leave our workplace and our workplace is actually the most diverse place that we encounter. Yes, it is. And the only reason why people interact with other people of different cultures is because of working with them for work. And then in some working environments, it's still not diverse, depending on, you know, where you, what, what field you're in and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, how many people go to churches that pretty much all black, all white, all something? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's places we choose to worship. And those places actually typically have a message of inclusion and everybody is equal but somehow people go to church and it's like i'm gonna go to the black church i'm gonna go to the white church i'm gonna go to the korean church uh the latino church like people separate themselves a lot of times so i've never had an issue with that kind of shit from her uh i thought the show got tired last year and i was kind of done with it um well she got in trouble for someone finally read her book not that kind of girl and it has some passages in there about the sound very sexual assaultish to her sister. Sounds like child abuse or sexual abuse to her younger sister. She was seven. Sister was one at the time in one of the incidents, but apparently there's even more incidents in Is there. there. A statute? I didn't think it was a statute of limitations on things like that yeah i don't think there is um but i don't know the rules and i just know she wrote it and apparently the book was out for months nobody talked about it you need to be registered as a sex offender yep nobody talked about it because her fans bought the book but uh some people that weren't her fans finally read the book and was like mm, this seemed kind of um sex abuses to me yeah no like i said nobody told you not to write and this wouldn't be smart so she's citing illness that incurred from her week-long book tour, Lena Dunham has performed two appearances in Europe until early December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's sick, sick, all right. <laughs> Jinx. Did that just happen? Jinx. <laughs> Did we just become best, best friends? Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Uh, you owe me a coat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's, she's sick in the mind. Uh, in a statement issued Tuesday through her publisher, Random House Dunham uh, said... Stops in Belgium and Germany, originally planned for this week, will instead take place between December 3rd and December 9th. Details to come, she added. Now, just go ahead and go out there. Just adding to the to the rapes. Mm-hmm. Just adding to the rapes. Dunham toured the U.S. and Canada throughout the um, Oct- throughout well, October. Oh, you know what well, I forgot to mention, too, about Beth? Uh, I meant to mention this during the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Beth would will continue to try to escape no matter what mm-hmm. even if carol dies she mm-hmm. beth tubman now yeah oh yeah uh, oh, oh she, she, she got it. a nigga to the promised land right to the north and smiled about it i say she's beth tubman well i guess in one other thing did mm-hmm. they cite that she had remorse after what she did to her sister in the book no or- no she was seven she said it was in the spectrum of things that i do um and just kind of, and then later on she goes to illustrate uh stuff like i was like a sexual predator to my sister and you know some of the stuff i think is supposed to be taken a little more lighthearted than it comes across but lighthearted about but right but it's one of those topics where you're like yeah, is it something you can write off like that when it really it's, happened especially if it's not saying she's remorseful about those actions right and, and she or, you know she's not talking about as an because she wrote the book as an adult Mm-hmm. So, right. like, as an adult, you can express, like, even if it's not, let's say, quote, unquote, remorse, 
even if it was some sort of like understanding like this is a very serious thing i don't know why i was acting out like that i went to therapy blah blah, blah. but instead it's kind of like whimsical tales of my youth you know and her defense on twitter was even worse it was like uh, anyone that has it huh she she went to Twitter about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she even oh. like she was like because what happened was some right wing people that don't like her found out about it, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that put it out. Which to me is funny because now you got Jazabelle and uh, all these feminist websites that are trying to defend her, and it's like, nah, y'all care about these issues like child abuse until it's somebody you like, right? Mm-hmm. Then you don't care. Then it's not child abuse anymore. It's something you know. Y'all basically going through what black people went through with R. Kelly. Correct. Um, so it's funny because she went to Twitter and was like, well, anyone that hasn't looked in their little sister's vagina, it's like, uh, none of us. What are you talking about? We don't look in our little, <laughs> we don't look in our little sister's vaginas. Yeah. So you can, you can actually stop right there. Right. Me and my brother took a lot of showers together. I never was like, open up that butthole. Let me see what's going on. <laughs> Whip it out for a minute. Yeah. 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 We, we actually don't do that. So. Yeah, um, it's not a thing right my our, our parents would probably intervene and say guys this is weird don't do that anymore oh, stop this and then bullshit. i would go i'm not gonna write about this in my book it probably would be an ass whooping follow with that right right. right and they beat us to, to let right. us know you just don't do this mm-hmm. but she tried to turn it into like the you know i use certain buzzwords on twitter and shit to get some people to come to your aid so she was like these men these old republican men Trying to tell me what to do, trying to get people to be like, yeah, Lena, the, 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 we're going to come at them for the Democrats and the feminists. We got your back, girl. Old white men are the worst. And it, and it worked on a lot of the women because they think she's, uh, their hero. But for regular people, it was like, mm-mm, you can't hide behind that shit today. Yeah, you can't hide behind rape and making it, a, how can you make rape okay? On Tuesday, Dunham released a statement to Time Magazine where she said she does not condone any kind of abuse under any circumstances. Childhood sexual abuse is a life-shattering event for so many, and I have been vocal about the rights of survivors, she said. If the situations described in my book have been painful or triggering for people to read, I am sorry, as that was never my intention. As for my sibling, Grace, she is my best friend, and anything I have written about her has been published with her approval. Um, that don't answer the question, really. Mm-mm. Well, she approved that I could type it, but you did it. Yeah. So, I mean, come on now. And it's still, there's no contrition. Like, it's just. Right. You did it for 10 years, not one time at 17 either. 10 years. Ooh. What, I, Karen, how many times do I have to say it on the show that and you're going to act surprised? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't you, realize not, it was 10 years. you not listen to the show as I, I do, do the show? listen. I know you said it was for a long time. I just didn't realize it was 10 I, years. I'm sorry. I can sorry. understand still being stuck on she was playing with her sister's vagina and thinks it's right. and, okay. And, 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 and that's as far as I got. I'm sorry. Fault. It's y'all fault. I think because she typed issue. the number seven and one, people don't realize how huge a difference a child is at seven. Right. Seven, like a child thinks, talks, and acts at seven. Like that's second grade. Yeah, like this isn't like oh, I was four and she was one. Right. It's I didn't seven. It was ten. My bad. Seven, old enough to know better, and and possibly third grade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like old enough to know that you know people don't look at your privates. 
you don't undress in front of strangers. You don't go for, around for, the, for their own safety. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, but you learn not to do it with other children too. Correct. You you know this. You know it at kindergarten. Meanwhile, Dylan Farrell, remember when she came out and said Woody Allen had abused her as a child? Um, and it got published in the New York Times. Dunham had tweeted to share in this way is courageous, powerful, and generous. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Unless it's you doing it okay. right. Everybody, anybody else bring it up, baby? They wrong. Is it- I mean, maybe because we haven't been in that situation, we can't relate. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just can't relate because I haven't been in that situation. No, people just didn't care because they like her. People people read it, glossed over it. Well, like, the other thing is these people in that write the articles keep leaving shit out mm-hmm. to try to turn change things, right? So, like, this article, Lena Dunham, uh, what does it say? Lena Dunham, a dismayed Lena Dunham addresses allegations of sexual abuse. Lena Dunham has stepped forward to officially respond to media allegations that she sexually abused her younger sister Grace as a child with a statement in time. The allegations came after about came about after comment commenters singled out a passage in her memoir, Not That Kind of Girl, in which the seven year old Dunham kissed and masturbated next to her younger sister as sister as well as examine her genitalia. The masturbation thing didn't happen until she was a teen. In the same bed as her sister. So that's a lot. Like they try to make it sound like, well, she was seven, you know, she masturbated a little saying, bit. Okay, so a lot of this other stuff happened as she was older. Right, right. It's like they want to protect her so bad. It's weird. And it's funny because I don't really think people are actually that dismayed about like or feeling like we need to take down Lena Dunham because I don't like Lena Dunham. I honestly feel like people are going, the coverage of this is fucking weird. Like, you, y'all don't do this for other people. You know what right. I mean? Like when Beyonce drops a single, all of a sudden every type of feminism is up for fucking grabs and she doesn't know what she's doing. She's wrong. You know, meanwhile, Lena Dunham does something and she's kind of still maintain, maintains her media darling, uh, image. I'm just made over the recent interpretation of events described in my book, Not That Kind of Girl. First and foremost, I want to be very clear that I do not condone any kind of abuse under any circumstances. And then she basically says, uh, you know, uh, th- that this stuff was never her intention, but she, I, but also this, I'm also aware that the comic use of the term sexual predator was insensitive. And I'm sorry for that as well. Dunham joked in the book that she lured her sister grace to kiss her among other things in the same way a sexual predator would. She also wrote in her statement that her sister grace approved of the contents of the book before it was published. Um, and great. They went back to grace's old tweets about it. I mean, Grace kind of like a domestic violence victim in the fact that, you know, like she won't leave and supports the person that's abusing her. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on. Um, and it started since she was one years old. Grace kind of, Grace probably got some issues, man. You know what I mean? Like her mm-hmm. sister definitely has some issues, um, to suffer that type of sexual abuse for so many years. You're not going to tell me she's at a, a healthy state mentally. Mm hmm. I mean, she could be potentially, but I doubt it. Especially if she's like, yeah, it's okay if you go ahead and discuss how you assaulted me as a one-year-old in your book. But you know what it is, dog? It's it's that thing where you, when people are all, like up your ass so often and support every fucking thing you do, it's like they're rooting for you like a sports team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can lose perspective. Like, it's easy to think. 
because like the average person i think wouldn't even have put this in a book because they'd be like yeah i can see how this would be taken completely fucking right a you, different way you, than the way i think i'm relaying it you wouldn't even a have publisher would have been like don't put this shit in the book it's gonna be a problem you wouldn't even have considered it but yeah but when the whole world is your fucking oyster and any attack on you any or any critique of you is considered an attack and not just an attack against you but against all of feminism and white women and shit in general yeah you can end up in a situation just like this um Let's talk about another story. I think Justin will like this one. <laughs> uh, this is an article by, by, by Terrell Jermaine Starr. It says, um, well-traveled, intelligent black man, 34, seeks sister. Okay, well, he'll make less money. He's got a degree? Check. A job? Mm. Check. Well, money? Well, that's where Terrell Jermaine Starr's dating story stops adding up. Mm. When I tell my friends that the last time I had a girlfriend was during my freshman year in college in 1998, they respond with disbelief. For them, it's amusing to fathom that a man who is well-traveled, gainfully employed, bilingual, degree, childless, not living in his mother's basement and debt-free could go 16 years without being in a relationship years at a time without having sex. What people don't understand is that my income isn't as high as many would expect, and it makes me feel insecure about how women may view my current professional station in life. Mm. I only began working full-time in my 30s. I spent all of my 20s traveling <laughs> around Eastern Europe, mainly through the Peace Corps, Fulbright, and language study abroad programs and earning degrees. I consider myself a very late bloomer who has just recently uh, realized I can make a living keystroke, keystroke and breaking news stories and Brooklyn renaissancing my way into a literary career. As intellectually fruitful as my 20s were, my worldly and academic sojourns, sojourns did little to bank, to my bank account. Little for my bank account. All my education and travel were fully paid with scholarships, so I guess that means something. But I wasn't climbing any corporate letters and adding zeros to my salary year after year during my 20s like men, like most women my age were doing, so I find myself financially incompatible. <laughs> I can't say that I've dated dozens of women who told me as much, but my female friends have given me the impression that someone like me doesn't bleep on their he is dating and perhaps marrying material radar. Most of them are making six-figure salaries or near that amount. Oh, well, that's the problem right there. Yeah, you just mm. need to go to Steve Harvey's dating site and get you. Right. Ah, it's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need to go to, uh, what's, what's the name of his site? Oh, uh, Slightly Spoiled Fish or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Leftover fish. These fish is easy to catch. No, no yeah. disrespect to any of y'all using the site. And insist that, fish in the barrel, I think is what it's called. Um, <laughs> and insist that their partners have, make, make at least as much. Now, on some real shit, though, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He might just be aiming too high. Stop trying to date women that make six-figure salaries, dog. I mean, he got a certain lifestyle he want to yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel I'm, you. I'm okay with that. But when you're talking about you ain't had a date since 1998, <laughs> uh, it's time to adjust. Because if you was a woman writing this shit, we'd all be up here like, look, man, maybe you got to start, you know, lowering the bar a little bit. Now, you can keep whatever qualifications you want as long as you want to stick to them. But if you want to stick to him, you made that decision and don't write this complaining ass article. Right. It's, it's one or the other. You can't be on some like, 
no i ain't want to date me right and, and what the fuck does she got to do with your goddamn insecurities that doesn't have anything to do with her i'm just looking for a beautiful intelligent sister making six figures that'll help me play video games on the couch that's all i'm saying and i was like that's a good dream to have but you don't get to write this article Mm-mm. i'm a senior editor at a website not an entry level money earner but i'm not making six figures either so i'm pretty much out of that league with regard to dating of course I'm acutely aware of the fact that many black women have dated and married down economically, but I surmise that they've grown weary of doing so. Did he say he was a senior editor at a website? That's what he said. Hmm. Uh, complaints about men taking advantage of their financial status pervade most conversations I heard, I hear over why many women prefer to only date men who are their economic equals. For the record, I'd have no issue dating women who earn more than I do, and I'm not exclusively push, uh, pursuing women with deep pockets, so don't tweet me your foolishness. Oh, nigga, you know you is. Goddamn right. right. Just right. every woman he happens to run into makes six figures. So you don't mean no woman to make 35000 Word. Right. Coincidence. He couldn't possibly meet a woman that just... Made like yeah thirty thousand dollars. He couldn't possibly do that. Come on now, it's, all, it's so hard. All these women out here in the world, you ain't mean nobody making fifty thousand. It 000. is so hard to meet a black woman that don't make six figures, man. Don't y'all hate that? I, I that, know I do. When they hop out of their Cadillacs, that was my struggle too when I was single. It right. Was- Bro, I remember those days, man. You used to show up to the wild in your chauffeur limousine. I'd be like, oh man, I'm sorry to hear it, man. Another rich black woman. You was like, yep. Mm-hmm. I the struggle, man, finding a woman who just is just a regular woman, right? That doesn't have all these dreams of being some corporate. Chick. Not even dreams, accomplished their dreams. Yeah, it's while you was in school. I don't, I don't know how he does it, man. Right, it's, dude, it's so tough for him. Like I remember, remember when you used to have that butler that followed you everywhere that she hired ah! to be with you. And man. I was like, dude, you should probably break up with her. And then Jesus was like, I'm going to tell her that you said that. Man, I just remember crying, crying myself to sleep at night for mm-hmm. how good I had it, man. Just Yeah, because it's like, oh, stop, please. So tired of you rich women. All these rich sisters just. Mm, just All of them. And, and you know, the, the sad thing is they didn't want anything from me. Right. That's they, the worst part. I was so disappointed in that every time I'd be like, fuck, I got to break up with her and get me another one. Right. Can I, can I like, you know, maybe fix something around here, like a handyman, like help you out, show you need a man around here? Nope. Oh, no, I already called the service. It's already, they already coming out to fix that condition. Yeah, nope. Yeah, fuck, Just, what's my purpose? And then can, he leaves. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to share the car, you know, Drake, take them to work and drive their car around during the day. You know what I mean? Especially the ones, the Deltas. I love the Deltas. Yeah. Nope. They want to buy me my own car and shit. When I took or the get tw- me a driver. Like, that's fucked up, man. He says, yeah. when I took the Twitter several days ago to ask my female followers, well, that's always good. That's science. If they would date a man who earns less money than they do, I'll reply, yes. In fact, many of them balked at my claims that I have a hard time dating because of my income. Right. I've also been told that my background in Russian affairs and European wanderlust led many black women to assume that I only date white women. To the contrary, I'm only interested in sisters. At the egging of my, f- own, of my former boss, I wrote a funny piece about the type of woman called Sophista Ratchet a few years ago that I encourage you to read if you have a sense of humor. Most women mm. are, mm-hmm, I might need, might need to, might have to research that part too. Most women are also shocked that I've gone as long as five years without sex. While I'm as sexual as a being, a being as any man, 
women are, aren't disposable to me. I've never been able to engage in sexual relationships without establishing some emotional intimacy. Yes, such men do exist. This is such a humble brag. <laughs> this whole thing is humble. Brag. He abusing his hand though, and this, that's and that's not okay. Why can't he just write this on his Steve Harvey uh, bio? Right, call it a day. Some of you will quickly dismiss me and conclude that I'm pinning this piece as a cheap attempt to evoke sympathy for female readers. Oh, how could you know? Because <laughs> you are. That's not the case. Oh well, if you say it's not, then it must not be. I'm writing it about this because women have repeatedly asked why I, a man who wants to date and eventually marry find it challenging to do so there is indeed by the way no i never trust these people that say i can't wait to get married i'm all, i'm looking for a woman i'm looking for a man i never trust these people why because something's always wrong with them and that's the reason they can't fucking find one and they keep harping on it every fucking day and you're like dog what is the common denominator here is you it always is Mm-hmm. Something about you need to change. Can't just, be all the women in the world don't understand. <laughs> I just want to be loved. I just want to marry a woman and cherish her, right? And just hold her at night and cook. Yeah. I want to cook dinner That's all for I her every do. night. Right. And then you look at their timelines, like just fuck two bitches, kick them out. Yeah, I I eat I, women. I eat the booty. Like right. I, don't, I do everything. I don't know why I can't find. Just here cleaning up all the dishes yeah. in the house by myself. What your man won't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There is indeed a swath of men in the dating pool who feel they are boxed into a space in which their incomes have yet to catch up with their professional statuses, thus making them less appealing. For every woman who says she wouldn't mind her partner making less money than she, there are just as many who do mind. But you just said that your Twitter scientific poll said they all don't mind. Men like me or who are professional late bloomers can conceivably find... That means that some of the women are lying, right? Uh, apparently, because he can't find them. Men like me who are professional late bloomers can conceivably find oh, wait a minute. so those women don't aren't hitting him up in his DMs on Twitter? I guess not. And he's go, uh, can I see your um tax papers? Oh, you don't make enough? Well, you know, he's not the type to just, you know, he has to have a mental connection before he can yeah. truly connect. Yeah, he got to, his mind got to connect with your money and it better be six figures. Men like me. <laughs> yeah. Men like, men like me who are professional late bloomers can conceivably find such dating pools nearly, nearly impossible to access when women at his age are beginning to think long term. And I repeat, I don't have any issue with my financial status. It is something, however, that I find many women care about, and it makes me not even try to put myself out there at all because I feel I won't measure up in their Excel dating requirement spreadsheet. So it's y'all's fault, women, wanting him to make money. No. Because, you know, none of y'all don't make six figures. Right. But, yet, yeah, you're harp you. Your whole thing is the, the, you want to date a woman with six figures. Just come out and say that. And you don't want to date women less that makes less than that. Even though you're phrasing it and you're pretending like, oh, I date a woman with less money. No, you won't, nigga, because I promise you, women with less money have approached you. You have told them no. You know what's funny to me is, and this is one of the reasons I don't like giving dating advice to anybody. Because he's one of these motherfuckers that got the built-in excuses already. Right. So that you can't say anything to him. Because anything that you said to them, a hundred people have told him because they're insecure about it. And they've said it to so many people. Mm-hmm. And everybody has the same conclusion. But they always have some fucking reason that they can't do it. You know, we're like, well, maybe you got to, you know, stop worrying about dating women that make a lot of money. Kind of get with, no, well, see, that will work. But because here's why it won't work, what you just said. You're like, okay, actually, I can't help you. And I don't want to hear your fucking problems either. Right. Um. All right. So he says, uh, 
you don't hear us discussing it often because we have to admit to our fears of not feeling value because we aren't where we're supposed to be in life quote unquote things about think about it 34 year old men who are supposed aren't supposed to be five years removed from an internship and expect to find a woman who will view them as a potential relationship material most women my age have children and may see a man who makes less than they do as another mouth to feed i've been told this in so many words Remember that society views me as old and late in the game, too. Being a man doesn't make that any less challenging. Yeah, this, I might as well have some fucking Drake playing in the background of this shit. He um, forgot to mention that was one of his positive qualities. That yeah. he likes Drake. Woe is me. Yeah, this whole letter is, uh, hey, girls. Hey, hey, you girls that make six figures. I'm a nice guy. Hey, hey, you know you girls out there. I, 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 you. Uh, um, you can pick me too. He like it's the thing where he's like, I have no flaws. I'm perfect, Christ. and that's how this piece reads. So it's like, but then why are you complaining? While I'm more than happy with myself, most women could care less that I speak speak several weird languages, and they'll never understand I'm a good person. Are you a good person? Is this another one of those? I'm a good good guy. He sound like right. that kid that was that had made the video of him in the car. How great a guy he is! And yeah, and they went and shot up that campus of all the women. Yep. Uh, have a promising writing career and can carry on a stimulating conversation. If they don't find my income attractive, I'm not begrudging women who demand that their partners make as and, much as. M- and, yeah. and, and for me, I think a lot of this is that it's, he's like the dudes that complained about, uh, women in the club, how they complained about, uh, the women in the club and how the bitches ain't shit. But yet you always hollering at him, but they don't really want you, but you want them and you like them. That's how he is. Like he really liked these women with this money and these women don't really want him. Like the the women that he is choosing to approach don't want him and are not interested in him for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. he's still trying to get them to change their minds and it's not happening. And it doesn't mean that it's not a woman out there for you. These women just don't want you. The problem is he want women to read. Um, you know, he keep talking about how he's an editor and he writes at this. He want, I think he wants women to read. Um, and women don't read. And you know, we, we don't be doing no reading now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says also, um, that he's not begrudging women who want their man to make as much or more than they do. Most reason I've heard are pretty reasonable. Money is very important, but this notion that I should have no issues dating is dismissive of all the points I've made. Is it, though? I mean, maybe people are just... Actually, I'll tell you when I finish. We're almost done. To be clear, I'm not suggesting that all high-income women fit into the dilemma... I mean, income women fit into the dilemma I've described. I'm saying that my background says income comparable to two or more than that of my potential partner does make me automatic... The automatic catch my female... Doesn't make me... The automatic catch my female followers on Twitter claim that I am. First of all, I can't believe the root let somebody publish this shit just because they got twitter i told you no editors this is the bullshit you get that man. that's crazy to me that's i mean he said uh, there's i mean he got an editor or something um no he probably posted his own this site well still. that's why i scoffed that i've never really heard of a a website editor most websites are blogs these days and yeah they don't they don't pay somebody well there's for. always somebody to edit something to some extent there's always somebody well, even if it's just the page layout, even if it's just which articles go on the front, but they, they might not review. Huh? They make pretty good money. Though. We don't know that. You'd be surprised how many people don't make good money and have big titles on the internet. Right. A lot you of people, they do a lot of shit for free just, just yeah. to have the image. A lot of unpaid 
right. Huffington Post articles, a lot of unpaid articles. Uh, appearances on TV shows and mm-hmm. shit. You made some poor career choices in life. I can see why women don't fuck with you. Here's, here's the thing that I always say, and I'm not saying this to insult the young man or whatever, but here's the thing that, to me, it comes across as a big blinking red light on this um, article as I was reading it. And I don't know if you guys can pick up on it or not, but um, you might just be a lame-ass nigga. Right. And it's really unquantifiable. It's not something that you can simply go, oh, I'm a lame-ass nigga. But there's a lot of dudes in your situation that have women. If that's all you're measuring everything by is the ability to find a woman to date or marry, there's a lot of men in that situation that doing just fine just fine you say you're not insecure you write a lot about your salary a lot look at britney spears ex-husband kevin federline right yeah and my 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 thing is 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 that you say money don't matter but it fucking matters this whole article is about women and the money that they make and them looking down on you because you make less money but money's not an issue and you don't and, and you really are saying I don't mind dating a woman making, uh, I don't mind making less money than a woman. Do you? You know, I just began to question just the whole phrasing of this because everything you talk about, you talk about it a lot for somebody that this shit don't matter. Yeah, you just seem like a lame ass nigga, dog. I don't really know what else to tell you, but that's some lame ass nigga shit to even write all that. Um,. It just, you know, I, I mean, it's not that men don't have problems, shouldn't have emotions, shouldn't be expressing shit, but like, it's that thing where you say, I have no insecurities about this, even though you contradict yourself from the beginning of the article. In the beginning of the article, it's like, yeah, um, I'm a little bit insecure about not making money and it affects me and I don't go out and I don't do this and I'm not, you know, with women. By the end, it's like, but it doesn't affect me at all. I'm perfect. You know, not to mention the title is Black Man Stops Dating Because He Doesn't Make Enough Money. Get the fuck out of here. Right. <sighs> anyway. There's a lot of broke niggas that right. work at Burger King, McDonald's, Payless Shoes, and they, they got women and are happy. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like pimping. right. Have you seen the, have you seen the amount of people walking with baby strollers and you like both them work at Walmart? Like, come on, man. Right. And they are happy. So. I'm supposed to believe that your ass. Okay. Okay. All right. No. Say his standards a little too high. Dog, if that, it might not even be that. Yeah, it, I don't even think he's only mean six figure women. I think he's lame and niggas just, women just look at him like, I don't want to give him any pussy. He not mean that women is. at all. He just Correct. online. Right. right. All this online he used his, he used Twitter followers as a fucking measurement of test. like, yeah, everybody likes everybody on Twitter. It's Twitter. Right. They follow you because right. they like you. And you Doesn't it. actually mean they're going to give you any pussy or date you or any of that shit. It's just easy to say on Twitter. Right. And you bring up a good point. Something I didn't really think about. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, lame-ass niggas with lame-ass moves, and they don't realize that women are looking at you like, nigga, you lame. And you probably just lame. Like, and I'm not even, like I said, I'm not even saying that on some like. Oh, nigga, you lame, man. No. They need to come, like, you, you, that's the worst thing to be in the world. Nah, nah, you just probably lame. And it's probably just not gonna work out for you the way that you wish. Like. Right. And there are women that will, that will love you, but they just not the women that you want. I mean, he also wrote, are you a sophisticated ratchet sister? If so, hit a brother up. 
casting call ladies i'm looking for a special mrs star so he always been looking for also i think this is part of somebody's game sometimes is they do the i'm looking for a woman all the time game Mm-hmm. like it's like a the, the hors d'oeuvres to you know it's like an aphrodisiac to some women like i'm looking for a woman and they'll actually like well maybe i'll give them a chance they'll lower their standards a little bit then they realize your ass is lame then then all the all the all the big girls that might come his way he want to reject them because they don't fit his body right. type even if they make six figures yeah we, we can deal with the looks and other qualities later but there are two low-key there are two key personality traits that the woman must have she must be sophisticated and ratchet and low self-esteem to deal with his ass yep i said it the next mrs star has to be sophisticated i mean sophisticated ratchet's sister uh i know it seems peculiar but please don't judge me for those who do not know what a sophisticated ratchet means let me break it down for you sophisticated ratchet now adjective audio sophisticated ratchet sophisticated ratchet definition a woman of highly educated pedigree, academically, socially, and otherwise, a worldly breeding, fluent in various forms of public etiquette, yet is equally knowledgeable of the latest strip club songs, updated on most primetime ratchet cable programs, and conversant in the tongue of Hoochie Mama. Two, a high-class individual who is open to incorporating lowbrow tendencies into her persona for momentary enjoyment. Three, an otherwise brilliant woman, but for some reason is a BlackBerry owner who at times is puzzled by touchscreen mobile technology. Four, she is a vision of love and can Nicki Minaj voice rah-rah like a dungeon dragon. Sound like he went crazy. Five, she is multilingual, speaking several unrecognizable languages. She is an expert in a tongue that will never be heard at a generally assembled, general assembly ratchetees. Editor's note. Hood rats need not apply, though reformed ones are more than welcome to submit a profile. Please check the box that reads reform hood rat. If it is under the question that asks, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Neither automatically disqualifies you for consideration. Yeah, I think he's just a day hustler, dog. Like he just talks right. that. He just talks that. I'm looking for a wife shit. Every woman's met one of these dudes. Mm-hmm. Look for a wife, look for a wife. Then you meet him and you're like, this nigga's lame. All right. Yeah, anyway, you keep looking for one, not me. Anyway, I would give that a hundred. Out of fucking with women, yeah, fucking with black women. Uh, let's see if we could play a couple of our games here. We're fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with. Fucking with black people. All right, guys, you know the rules to the game, and we don't have much time, so let's go. Um, Justin, one through seventeen. I'm gonna go with nine. Haven't haven't picked a nine before. All right. Um, Laura Ingram, who is a radio show host. Did we do this already? I don't remember. Um, Laura Ingram says uh, Democrats punish the black population. Uh. If they get off the plantation, hmm. did we do this one already, Karen? Let's see. I don't remember because she said so many things in the past that were the worst. So you can never tell. I feel like we did do this one because yeah, but I, I don't think the yeah because it wouldn't play right. Yeah. All right, so let me go to number nine again. Um, CNN's Don Lemon says I get called an Uncle Tom if I don't push a certain narrative. That's right, guys. <sighs> 
damn it, Don. Ah! Um, he was talking about um how, how Charles light, Barkley. How light skinned is Don? Does he fall? Does he more just him, more in the middle? Your people. Nah, he's pretty light. He, he, you he, know, it's one of those things too. Where I didn't, I didn't like Charles Barkley's comments because no matter how much we all can agree he's a fool and not to be taken seriously. All these motherfuckers in the media were going to start spinning off and talking about his comments. And you had to go through the list of people that people do want you to take seriously, like Don Lemon, who then go out and start talking about these comments. And you're like, here we go. You know, but uh, here's Don Lemon. What he had to say here. Let me get the volume. I just wanted to say one thing. Who's missing uh, in action is Ari Bolazar. Okay, so, yes, go ahead. yes, I didn't get to that question, but he's working. <laughs> he got on TV with you. He's working in the last segment. So let's talk about Charles Barkley now. Tara, this is for you first. There, here's what he said. He said there are a lot of black people who are unintelligent, who don't have success. It's best to knock a successful black person down, cause because meaning because cause they're intelligent, they speak well, they do well in school, and they are successful. He raised a lot of eyebrows this weekend when this audio came out, came out from a radio interview. Here's the rest of some of what he said. When you're black, you have to deal with so much crap in your life from other black people. Uh, it's, it's a dirty, dark secret. I'm glad it's coming out. For some reason, we are brainwashed to think if you're not a thug or an idiot, you're not black enough. If you go to school, make good grades, speak intelligent, and don't break the law, you're not a good black person. And it's a dirty, dark secret, Anthony. Listen, I, I hate to bring white people into our crap, but as a black person, we all go through it when you're successful. Okay, so... Um, Lord, Lord. Tara, he was talking about uh, an African-American quarterback, and he said that... Now, again, I don't even know if the reports are true. He was saying that about Russell Wilson. He's saying Russell Wilson... Um, members of his team don't think he's black enough and they don't like him. I don't know. That's not our reporting, mm -hmm. but he certainly caused a firestorm. What do you make of, of his comments? Well, I mean, that, that's Charles Barkley. He's known to, uh, to cause controversy and be very frank in his words. He definitely doesn't mince words. But, I mean, I may not have worded it the way he did, but I understand where he's coming from. I mean, if you, I, I, the most racism I ever experienced in my life came from people in the black community, from the time I was a little girl, because I was light-skinned, because I have light eyes, because I speak differently, because I'm educated. It was ridiculous. And if you go to my Twitter feed after the show, you're going to see all of the most disgusting, vile things predominantly coming from like black skin. folks. And I think that that's unfortunate. It's a sad commentary, and it's something that, you know, Van Mayer may not disagree, but I can go based off of my own personal experiences, but that is a very real thing. The crabs in the barrel aspect... I see a difference in well, the crabs in the barrel syndrome is definitely, it exists. Okay. There may be other parts of it that doesn't happen to everyone, but it exists. And I think Charles Barkley was uh, brave in actually mentioning it. I, I, I understand where he's coming from with that. It's real. I, I, look, let's, listen, I, I see it differently. Look, I, I don't think uh, African Americans are unique in having some, you know, some jealous, hateful people in the community. But I tell you, my experience is wherever I go, African Americans are proud that I have an Ivy League education. I've done well. I get a lot of attaboys and a lot of, a lot of you goes. From a lot of people and you always have a few but i what i am concerned about are the people who overreact to the few and then spread stereotypes themselves right. about our community the biggest obstacles in our community are not a few hateful crabs in the barrels we have big obstacles like a, a, a prison system that's out of control arresting way too many african-americans who do the same 
a level of crime as whites when it comes to drug drug crimes. Van, much bigger up than, than, the the than the crabs in the barrel. Here's what I think. I think you're absolutely right on that. But I also think that that is an entirely different subject. You can right. mention one thing and not have to mention the other all the time. You don't have to say, let me preface this by saying, I know there's racism. Of course we know there's racism. We live racism every day. So I, I think Tara but, has a uh, point I think in the sense. Hold on. I, think I think he overstated. I agree with you. But I think Tara has a sense a point, uh, to a point <laughs> here that you always have to preface it and say, okay, listen, I know there's racism, people, but let me just make this observation. Why should you be limited? Why should you be limited as a person and as a professional by always having to give a caveat about something that is? I, I'm not talking about that sense. caveat. That's I right. may have misspoken, Don. Let, yeah. let me just, let me just say this. He, he said that the reason we won't be successful is because of other African Americans, well, and I'm Charles saying Ruffles that's an overstatement. I don't think that's true. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think that he engaged. Oh, hold on. Let me turn the volume down so we walk by. Uh, yeah, I hate that part where he's like, "Well, it's Charles Barkley. Come on." But you're here having a serious conversation based off of his comments. So the comments are up for discussion. You can't go, when, once I get to the part that's stupid and why I don't think we should, like, dignify Charles Barkley's comments, you can't go, well, it's Charles Barkley. So, I mean. Yeah. I, what, what, I think that's the whole point of this fucking segment. Yeah. It says Charles Barkley signs off in front of my eyes. Right. Like, we wouldn't be talking about it if Charles Barkley didn't say it. So allow me to at least say the problem with the statement is that it's too fucking general, it's not specific enough, and it makes all black people seem like negative people that pull black people down. And that's just not the truth. Is Don Lemon a puppet? Is someone's hand up his ass controlling him? Because I feel like he has control over his show to pick and choose the topics. And right. he could have decided not to go with the Charles Barkley quote well, I think and focus Don more on the actual comments made about Russell. And just focus on that without having to include Barkley. Right. And I think Don Lemon has had a lot of experience with saying shit that black people don't agree with. Um, that has led to him being cussed the fuck out on social media. And he will always be angry about that. That's his personal experience. He's never going to be able to let that go. Um, and he'll never see it as a thing where like, well, my comments, my comments sort of invited this response mm -hmm. he'll never be able to say that he's gonna always feel like i'm the victim i just gave my opinion people was tripping and he'll never see it as like no the black community has a valid gripe with you when you say i agree with bill o'reilly and then start uh ran about how the black community needs to basically pull up their pants stop saying the n-word right. um like you're going to always have people that go yeah fuck you and not in the most eloquent way they're gonna call you names and all this shit um, and as long as you feel like that is the majority of black people or you vilify or you dignify, I mean, well, you know what it is. Don doesn't do parsing very well. This is what happened with the Bill O'Reilly shit. If he hadn't have started off with playing a clip of Bill O'Reilly and then going, you know, he's right. You, you, the, those comments about cleaning up the community while you'll still get some pushback. They don't come across nearly as bad as they did. Right. When people going, you're playing some shit for somebody that just does nothing but bashes black people and constantly talk about how black people ain't shit and then say you agree and then want to turn around and tell me fucking how to dress. Fuck you. When uh, Adrian Peterson, when he accused him of being a bad parent because 
that kid that he actually wasn't the father of got killed by the actual father of that kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. The kid that he never got a chance to meet because the season had already started. Um, he just didn't do his research. He didn't parse it very well. Um, and I think that's what happened here. You just go all in supporting Charles Barkley and then it doesn't take but a second for Van Jones to go, well, actually this. And then all of a sudden it's, well, it's just Charles Barkley. Why are we even talking about this? Cause you brought it up. And don't bring up other valid points either. Why, yeah. why, 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 why you easily dismiss? Yeah. Can everything. you stop? <laughs> me and me and this woman have a problem. We say black people ain't shit and then they get mad. We just want to talk about why they got to get mad. He dismissed that in all of two sentences and then brought up <laughs> uh, valid points that made right. sense. He was like, that's not even a thing. Like, you guys are making it a thing. Right. Yeah. And this is what he said. Like, we're veering off a topic when he's being logical and you're telling him he's veering off topic. Well, what the fuck are we talking about then? Yeah, let me um play the... He interrupted him to be like, let me finish. Yeah, let me play the rest <laughs> of the clip. Um, I got to turn the volume up, so don't say anything. Well, let me finish. But again, that's just Charles Barkley. That's his personality. But I do think the crux of what he said, there is some validity to it. I've lived it. I live it every day. You know, as, as a minority that- female conservative, do you have any idea the names that I'm called from black folks? I mean, they call me every name in the book. I don't get that. I, I didn't Van- have that experience. If you, you, ben, I'm sure you've seen, we've talked about this, you've seen this, you, I'm sure you've seen my Twitter, Twitter feed, you've seen the criticism. If I don't carry a certain narrative for, which people think that, that African Americans or liberals, and I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative either, then I am all of a sudden Uncle Tom, mm-hmm. I am a sellout, well, I am all of these things, and, and, that, and it's like, what, what are you talking thing, though, about? Bro. And every single person, I was at brunch yesterday with all black people, about 10 black people, and everyone said, he has a point. He said it wrong, but he is correct yes. in his point. It's absolutely true, Van. He, well, let me, say, let me say a couple of things. One, uh, there, there is a party line okay. in the black community politically. If Quickly. you go against that, you will, right. you will hit a bug zapper. That is true. Yeah. Um, I happen to, I, I happen to Van, uh, think I'm, that Van, that's I'm going on. into the next hour. I'm going into the next hour. But, uh, what was the point? You both. It was a great conversation. Why even have him on? Right, if you were not even going to allow him to talk. And you just talked over him and then cut the segment off when he started to make a, a retort against what you were saying. God, I hate the news. You know, I hate the news. This is the other part, that he validated the other host's point by saying, I was at a, a brunch with 10 other black, black people. Pe- right. Who, you just said black people don't support you. So which is it? Right. Are I, you are black people were those black people? You? Were those black people trying to tear you down, Don? What, or were they your friends and, and colleagues and they, y'all were cool? Because according to Charles Barkley, we have a problem with that, and we don't support each other. Yeah. Right. So you didn't even talk about what the fuck Charles Barkley says. That was a pointless segment. God damn. Yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you said that though, Justin. I almost didn't catch that. He's at a, a breakfast with ten other black people who all quote unquote agree. You know what the problem and is? He got one more on the show that agrees right. with that. So now we had eleven. We got Barkley. And even right. even Van Jones's disagreement is like civil as fuck. Here's the problem with all this shit, though, man. On, on some real shit, it's classism. Mm-hmm. It's classism disguised as this like respectability politics, but it's about a certain class of black people no longer wanting to tolerate another class of black people, and black people have not been able to be upwardly mobile that long. So we're not even talking about generations removed. We're talking about twenty years ago. 30 years ago, One, your family was in the exact same situation as these people that you're looking down upon. And that's it right there, Rod. 
Yeah. It's the look down upon part. Right. That he overlooks in part of the backlash. Right. Because he'll comment, he'll say some shit like, you people need to do X, Y, and Z as though he's better than anyone else and looks down on them. And then when they say, why are you trying to tell us what to do like, like our slave master would? Right. He skips over the part where he looks down on them. But that, that's the key part. I right. Think. Is, and they, and they act like black people are too stupid to feel this or know this. Like they, like black people are the same people as, same as anybody else. They listen to your show and they feel like, okay, now you're looking down on black culture and black people in general and you're trying to paint us into a box and, and, and they know that this, uh, stuff can be used to promote your career. Cause mm-hmm. they, they call Charles Barkley brave. Brave for what? Right. Who, who, who could have hurt his career off of this? Yeah. When is a black person ever in their history of fucking ever lost everything because they were shitting on black people. Never. You always get a promotion off of that. Nobody ever goes, you know, uh, us, your white bosses have decided that you went too far. You know, you want to go out and get a get out of jail free card, just shit on black people. And that's, and that's why, that's why they don't get the uncle Tom reference. I'm not saying it's right to call him that, but that's why they don't get it because that's what the Uncle Tom did was sided with everything that the master said right. or what society in which most of a lot of black people, they they correlate and put those two as one. Dude, I do my best to not use that term because I, in my heart of hearts, I want to believe people really do like want to to have a sense of community and, and want to like um do you know like want to care about their people because it's a reflection of themselves to some extent but like situations like this you just end up being like well if so-and-so ain't like what is uncle tom then is nobody ever is it impossible to be one (laughs) because motherfuckers getting as close as they possibly can and then going but why are you calling me names like because you are saying things that are that that are fucked up and racist towards black people but you happen to be black, so we can't call you any names or else you get pissed. Get the fuck out of here, man. Anyway, um, you're, still, you're still a racist, too. A hundred. Justin, 25. I right. hate to give him enough credit to have a hundred. You know okay. what I mean? Well, give it a number because we got but the he show got to He fucking with me so hard right now. I'm a bunch of it in space. He fucking with me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that don't, you, I hate that. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to me condescendingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, then like to cut Van Jones off for presenting right. the other side of you. Cause he didn't really want to hear it. Right. Oh, oh, we're out of time. We're going to filibuster you. Oh, we're out of time. I'm sorry. It's me and this black Republican lady who, you know, I guarantee if I look up her Twitter timeline, I'll be like, well, and that's why they call you that. Like and she's not even light skinned. Right. Like for her to be like, oh, they picked me because I was so light. Bitch. Yeah. You no. So what are you giving a score? So. I'm going to give it a hundred, but it's begrudgingly. Now that is time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that is time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestant today, Justin, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they are racist. Pretty good at this, too. Mm-hmm, hmm Let's see, let's do... Humble brag. Mm-hmm. But not really. That's why you ain't got no woman, man. Mm-hmm. 
dating all these rich bitches can't help yourself <laughs> driver 43 who's driver she was 43 years old told a cop she was 22 and claimed to suffer from a malady that makes her age faster mm, she white a florida oh florida <laughs> a florida motorist said she suffered from a medical condition that makes her age faster with a suspicious cop claimed that she would uh question her claim that she was 22 Upon spotting a Ford Ranger with inoperable taillights in Indian River County Sheriff's Office deputy, pulled over the pickup Saturday night and asked the driver for her license, vehicle, registration, and a proof of insurance. Damn, he won't all that. The woman said she did not have her license because she forgot her purse. The driver then identified herself as Christina R. Top with a birth date of March 16, 1992. Deputy Kobe Smith noted that immediately I was suspicious because the driver appeared significantly older than that. <laughs> After providing her social security card, uh, social security number, Smith reported the driver could tell I was suspicious and went on to tell me that she has a medical condition that makes her age faster. However, after the deputy accessed the, the, accessed the database that provided a photo of Top, the driver admitted that her name was Jennifer R. Crosby. She gave her daughter's name because her oh. driver's license was suspended. Oh, damn. By the fuck up your daughter's record. Right. The 43-year-old Crosby pictured above was then arrested for driving on a suspended license and providing a false name. The Vero Beach residence was booked in the county jail where she remains locked up in lieu of $4,000. Crosby was arrested. Crosby was arrested in June for possession of crack cocaine, which she hid in a body orifice while fishing out the narcotics for cops. Crosby said, "Ouch!" and remarked, "The foil is hurting the inside of my vagina." All right, Justin. Justin, you still going white? Man, I don't know. You brought crack into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Ranger, I'm gonna go white. I'm stick with white. All right, Karen, did you ask uh, the chat room? I did. It didn't post. Oh, it didn't. All right. Mm-mm. Guess the race. Let me see if it will post for me. Oh, it's not posting for me. Nothing posted in the chat room. Mm-mm. What's going on with the chat room, uh, Spreecast? Mm-mm. Man. Can they even hear us? I don't know. One, two, one, two, test. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they can see us or not. Let's see. I'm gonna refresh. Maybe now, maybe it's on me. Let me try to refresh. See if I can reload the chat room. Yeah, cause I hit it and uh, it was like, mm-mm. they was like, nope, you won't be posting here today. Maybe Spreecast is having issues. Maybe refreshing isn't working. Possibility. Nobody said anything to me on Twitter or anything. Um, they heard all of the Don Lemon. Yeah, how'd they hear the Don Lemon shit? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Spreecast, the website is working. Um, it might just be our particular Spreecast. Let me trying to go back in there. Fuck. Okay, the camera's working. Um, uh, it's not loading up. Well, I guess that's the end of the show. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, I'll try. Uh, I'll give it a shot on. Um. On uh, what do you call it? Um, Firefox. Let me see if I can make it work on this. Man, this is this is crazy. Yeah, like I said, I never was, had this issue before. Yeah, I was trying to interact with them. Sorry, people, just list just listening after the fact. Yeah. 
Okay, she's still recording, so the recording gonna have all this. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. I'm leaving it all in. Fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> See if it works. With- <laughs> Yo, I can't believe Jameis Winston was at on campus Dog. yelling it out. Like he uh, had no idea, really. <laughs> like, like seeing that little kid do it. That video clip you showed on Balls Deep, it yeah. was funny. But then when you think back about uh, James Winston doing it on a college campus in front of everybody. Man, it's not working. Let me try. I'm just going to make a new spree cast to see what happens, Karen. Oh, shit. Oh, you can't even get back in? No, I can't get back in. Did you get back in? No, I I restarted. My my face never left. I know. Mine was in there, too. But I think we were the only ones in there. The chat stopped moving. I'm going to restart. Yeah, chat completely stopped moving. Yeah, I, I, and even me creating a new one doesn't work. So Spreecast fucked up. Something went wrong, and it's on Spreecast. I don't know if the servers went down or what, but the correct answer was White Justin. I was say, that might be the end right there. Well, let's just do the, um, uh, I mean, people are going to hear this later anyway. Okay. But uh, let's do sore ratchetness, and then we'll just wrap up the show. Um, sorry, everybody. Spreecast won't let us be great. Can you believe it? Uh, Clay Aiken might be in the House of Reps. I hope he gets it, man. Yeah, even maybe. though, he, even though, man, I'm having a hard time with this political shit because a lot of these motherfuckers ran just like on some like I don't like Obama either shit, and it's like if they win, the wrong message is still being passed on. Right, yeah, he winning right now. Yep. Um. All right. Plastic swords couldn't behead anyone, but could possession be a crime? What? <laughs> butter knife in it with isis what is he talking about this sword picture is an evidence bag being removed from a marsfield home as part of last month's anti-terrorism raids uh it was plastic it is decorative not deadly the reaction on social media has been one of amusement the assumption what i suspect is true is that the sword was taken in error but australian law is broad enough to potentially criminalize the possession of a plastic sword there are at least two relevant provisions S one S point one oh one point two, the concerns providing or receiving training connected with terrorist acts under subsection one, a person commits an offense if uh a a the person provides or receives training and the training is connected with preparation for the engagement of a person or an assistance of a terrorist act, and C the person mentioned in the paragraph A knows in connection other connection described in paragraph B. The penalty is imprisonment for up to 25 years. So you can have a plastic sword and get be in prison for up to 25 years. Could a plastic sword be useful in the process of training someone in preparation for the engagement of a terrorist act? Um, to secure a conviction, the possession of the plastic sword would be insufficient. The prosecution would need to demonstrate that someone was providing or receiving training. That so- The sword on its own would not be enough. I feel uh, like we need to change the word on it. Yeah, uh, me too. Terrorist. Um, but I feel like so having a sword is terrorism. It's I close mean, enough for me. Is it or uh-huh. is it How many articles I got to read, Justin? You've been here for half of them. Violent. <laughs> How many articles we got to read, bro? Before we go, mm, that's terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Yeah, they killing people, and it's not they killing their own mamas with swords. I don't know if that's terrorism. It's terrorism got, enough. I feel like we got to change that term. You know what? To me, uh, I wish there was something worse than terrorism, I could say. <laughs> not it's worse. Not, that word is not strong enough to me. 
But terrorism is the best word <laughs> Ebola, we got. Ebola. <laughs> it's, it's the source of the Ebola of crime, in my opinion, man. But you know, more people die from the flu than yeah. Ebola. So okay, now it's letting me in. Let's see, but it's telling me this. So it let me into the new one. I don't know if people can hear me or not. Um, I don't even know if we should do this because uh, at this point, I don't even know if it's helping. Uh, and the chat still doesn't work. So fucks free gas. All right. Well, um, that's it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow if Freecast is working. Uh, after the strongly worded email they're going to get. Uh, remember, everybody, right. um, uh, go to tweakedaudio.com, code TBGWT, hook yourself up. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 7. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. I love you, I love you too.